Welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things. I am the aforementioned Max, and welcome to another week of this thing here. I hope everyone has been staying healthy and staying safe and all of that other fun stuff. So let's just get into the fuck shit, shall we? Well, apparently the girls are literally fighting. We're on the street is that uh, dumb bitch, Marjorie, well, known dumb bitch, Marjorie Taylor Greene and the other well-known dumb bitch, Lauren Bobbert, have been taken, have taken to squabbing in the bathroom. Unfortunately, it wasn't like hair pulling and cats getting their skulls rocked or, you know, black eyes and shit like that. Unfortunately, (laughs) it was mostly them having words about loyalty in the bathroom off of the um, chambers, I guess, the, the congressional chambers. Basically, the the freaking frack Thelma and Louise of dumb bitches um, have fallen out over loyalty to the Rat King. Marjorie is hating on Lauren because Lauren hasn't pledged fealty to the Rat King, has not endorsed him for the presidency, um, and she did not vote for Kevin what's his nuts, uh, McCarthy, and instead cast her lot with the doofuses and dodos and dickheads and child rapists in the Freedom Party with her homeboy, Matt Getz, in the mix. Excuse me, y'all. So, basically, Marjorie was like, how you gonna take money from Trump and money from McCarthy and you not even being loyal? And she was like, stop being childish, and ran out the bathroom that's what the people are saying um so now marjorie's spending all her time throwing shots like well if things fall apart for the gop it'll be that them bitches fault and they not coming to do what they supposed to do for the people of the the country you don't even do what you were sent there to do which is to rep for the people you allegedly represent but we know you don't represent anybody but yourself. And also, keep it clear, Miss Girl is angling for a VP slot on the Rat King uh, re-up <laughs> uh, thingamabobum there. The, um, what is it? The campaign. She's looking to be his VP. So she is going to yell as loudly as possible to get that dude's attention. And she is going to keep her jaws firmly unhinged for the Rat King's gooch in hopes of getting to where she wants to go. Lauren has decided to hop off the rat train and I don't know what the fuck. It doesn't matter because she ain't going to do nothing anyway. Neither one of those hoes are going to do anything. They're not going to amount to anything. They're just going to be grifters who get to the cash and, you know, talk stupid in front of cameras for attention. So that's that on that. I, You know, I was like, give me like scratches and blood or don't bother me. A fight is like, I thought like hand-to-hand combat was going on, but whatever. Anyway, I like it. I like mess. I like it when the roaches cannibalize each other. I want the whole thing to fall apart because apparently that's how it's going down in the GOP right now. I want I want them to implode. I want them to collapse in on themselves like a dying star. I need that. I need that desperately. Um, speaking of these fuckwits, um, we're about to hit the debt ceiling. 
and the dodos, the MAGA dodos that McCarthy unhinged his jaw for, we'll make sure it happens. Basically, they're looking to hold the whole fucking thing hostage so that they can cut Medicare and Social Security, which to me is like, my guy, old folks don't have nothing but time. They got time on their hands so they could pay attention. They can get down to the voting spot and kind of get you out of a job. I don't know why you would want to touch that third rail, but you like it, I love it. basically they're trying to dismantle anything that helps anyone who isn't rich as fuck and they're hoping to put social security on the table so that they can get whatever the fuck it is they think they want so you know how diamond joe biden had found some you know classified documents in the crib and turned the shits over to the people and you know that should have been it but no because the rat king is a grifter, a cheat, a scumbag, a fat wallaby, a shithead, a monkey with thumbs. You get it. He did the same thing, but we know that he stole that shit so he could sell it to everybody who wants it. Um, Chinese and probably the Russians. Anyhow, they're trying to make it seem like it's equitable. Now, people who don't have nothing to hide or just make honest mistakes, because apparently this happens all the time. It ain't happened to Obezy. Obezy made sure to get them people all the paperwork because what they were not going to do was sit on his fucking head after he left office. Fuck that. He got the clean bill of health from the National Archives because he wasn't fucking around. But then he was the black one, so he didn't get to fuck around and find out. Unlike the Rat King, who took boxes of shit and had the shit all over his fucking hovel in Florida and the people had to kick down the door to basically come in there to get it. Joe had some shit from his Senate days in the house or whatever and his VP days. And he just handed the shit over like you're supposed to. And all of a sudden it's a thing. The GOP latched onto it. The fucking media fuckheads, you know, (laughs) are acting like he didn't snitch on himself and give up this stuff. And of course, you know, them assholes, the Republican dicks, will add it to their never-ending fake taxpayer-funded money-wasting ass investigations. And I'm I'm already sick of them all. I, I am legit sick of everybody. It's just very annoying. So, of course, after Diamond Joe found his shit and gave up and snitched on himself and told the people, come get it, you know, they got, you know, special investigators and all this type of shit going on, just like they had to do for Trump, who was actually stealing the shit and not trying to give it back. But, you know equitable so um here come that curdled glass of milk that almost got faded on january 6th to pull up and go huh just because you know diamond joe has stuff in his house i made sure i wanted to be super sure that i didn't have anything you know you had stuff in the house fuck boy and they were just gonna come over and ask you but then nobody was gonna ask you because no one cares You, you you're nothing you're a human zero anyway He had some people go through his garage to find what all was in there, and they did, and he sent that shit to the feds. And, of course, he couldn't just do that and just be done with it. He had to be like, well, you know, Diamond Joe was being whatever with his documentation, and I didn't want to get caught out here like that guy. No words, no energy for the Rat King. The dude tried to kill you. He called you a dub, and just you still suck in the butt. I don't get it. I'm never going to get it. 
So anyway, he had to try to throw shots at, at Joe Biden. So now, of course, the energy is not the same for old Milky Mike. They, <laughs> the, the, the GQP ain't got nothing to say about it. They don't have no energy. They're not going to keep the same energy for old Mike. And no one is surprised by any of it. <laughs> Another terrible fucking bullshit, but is you know, grifting. Um, FB and IG brought back the Rat King, Meta the parent company of Facebook and IG brought um, the Rat King back, but with stipulations, he can't touch any of the guardrails or we'll kick him out. People are getting kicked off of Facebook for saying men are trash. Okay. That dude's going to go in there and put his whole gooch all over that thing and say enough foolishness. And you, the reason why he hadn't been getting any, cause you don't really hear about his campaign that much, right? He hasn't been able to, to give up all the disinformation and shit and get to the small dollar donors because he don't got no Facebook and he don't got no Instagram. So he needed to get back with that so that he could grift, you know, Uncle Joe lunchbox and shit so he could get into their accounts every month and, and clear them out like he was doing last time because that's where the real money is in the suckers. So... You can't get to the suckers on true social, homeboy. <laughs> They're all still on Facebook being racist. And he's trying to come back and get that old thing back just in time for next year. I'm already tired. Can I just tell you? I'm already tired. Anyway, that's it for the rambling portion of the show. <laughs> Let's get into more of it. <laughs> Anywhooser, this week, on the podcast, I have a guest. I got to chop it up once more with a returning champion, Michelle Sometimes, who is a fabulous educator from the DC area. And she's back because, <laughs> you know, you know how sometimes you, you think about um, wanting to do a redo because you're in a different space in your life? Well, she's getting a redo. So um, you can enjoy while we sit and cackle and talk about her career journey and what she's looking to do with her career her why and also we talk a little bit about aging and woof wow the stuff that we've learned so far and you know kind of settling into that next stage of your life any hooser i had a ball as always and uh it's a great conversation and i hope you guys enjoy and it's coming up in two seconds. Today on the podcast, I have a returning champion. She is a DC Aurea comic and educator, and she contains multitudes. She is a fine-ass baddie with a mean selfie game who is aging like fine wine. Please welcome to the pod for the second time, Michelle Sometimes. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> I am back. She has returned. <laughs> I have returned. The time has passed by and I'm like, you know what? I need this time to, 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 to talk to Max. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> to talk to Max. Let's, let's have a discussion. <laughs> yes. I, I feel like your background in this podcast help, will help me parse out some things and communicate to the people. I like it. 
I'm mm-hmm. happy to help. <laughs> Thank you. So, you know the vibes. We normally with the returning guests, we don't normally ask the questions again, but we we are asking one very important question that has a new answer. So, let's jump into the very important question so that you can answer it in your current state of mind, which is what do you do and why do you do it? Yes. I am an educational equity designer. Mm. And I also am a people connector. It's true. And so what that means is I design spaces for people in the educational sector, both adults and children, design spaces so all of them can have an equitable outcome in life. I love that. So, and that's what I do. How I do it is um, through the people connecting part. I know people. I know people deeply, which is why I I achieved a good amount of success doing comedy. Because really, it's about telling stories that connect with other people. Mm -hmm. And they get engaged. And so then I was super successful at that. Um, but when I, I, what I found is, um, that when I bring all of those parts, when I show up as my full self in education, it includes all of those things. Mm -hmm. And there's such a synergy with it. It like informs everything that I do. So I felt like the last time I said, I am a comedian and I am an educator and I do this and I do that. And it felt like they're all separate, but it really isn't. I found that I'm going to, I'm all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And why do I do it? I do it because I I know that um, we know how to create equitable outcomes for all students. We know how to create these spaces for Black students, Brown students, students who are uh, emerging multilingual students, um, uh, students who have learning differences or uh, disabilities that impact them in the classroom, people who have health concerns and, and mental health concerns. Um, we know how to um, how to make the outcomes equitable. That's mm-hmm. what I I found out. We know that already. That is the mm-hmm. that is secret behind the secret. Mm-hmm. Um, we know and how to do that. That already. applies to most things. We know yes. that there are solutions to problems. It's just there, the will and the wherewithal to do it. Folks to fix it's the them. will and the skill mm-hmm. and the mindset to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe it's been too long that we keep saying that we can't. Mm-hmm. It's a cop out. Um, it is a it's, it's it is a cop out, and I think with a lot of people, it's their own. It's it's a mindset shift, right? And so, oh, how absolutely. do you shift mindset, right? How do you take the skills, the things that you know to be true, and then combine it with the mindset to shift it such that you can actually do the thing that you keep saying is so hard to do, mm. and um, because we deserve children deserve. That's right. Um, a fair shot, right and um, you know, and and in my career, I realized that um, when I was in college, I had a professor, uh, this great professor, uh, Dr. Roger Graham, who anyone who knows anything about reading knows that name. 
Mm. And um, he said, oh, we know how to teach kids how to read. We know how to do that already. And he just said it so glibly, it like struck me. And then when I started teaching and I was really good at it, I'm like, oh yeah, we do that. Like, that's how you, he taught me. And then I taught the kids. (laughs) But then it was like, I kept getting pushback you know, from Mm -hmm. all these other things. So it's never the kids, it's never the skill really. No, It is really all of people's internal stuff Mm -hmm. that gets in the way. And then also too, it's people who are just nefarious, who just don't see the value in making sure that outcomes are equitable for anyone, for anything. And I mean, if we've learned anything throughout this pandemic, we've learned how little care there is Mm -hmm. for children, for parents, for mothers, for people who don't have money, for people who, you know, who are kind of like not quite in the margins, but they are struggling to stay in the shot. You know what I'm saying? Like all we know, like you said, there are solutions to these things. We know that people know how to fix stuff. Like case Mm -hmm. in point, when we had the, what was it? It was like a tax thing where it took a lot of people out of poverty for a minute during the peak of the pandemic. And it was like a, a tax uh, credit type program that helped mm-hmm. lift a couple of families out of poverty. And then yep. they let it lapse. And mm-hmm. you saw immediately the effect that it had. Same thing with the stimuluses. Yep. You saw the effect that those stimuluses had on people, keeping people afloat, pe- keeping people in their apartments, keeping people able to eat food. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And once all that went away, everything got markedly worse. Yeah, absolutely. And And I feel like, I think that that intentionality behind it, um, and you talked about like the lack of care, people don't care, like the whole nefariousness of it, that didn't take me by surprise. What took what took me by surprise is, I mean, I'm a I'm a daughter of a panther, so like we've always mm-hmm. known the struggle, right? And I've always mm-hmm. been taught, like this is what you're going to be coming up against. You have to come again. You know, this is what's going to happen. This is what you need to be able to- Be prepared to for this thing. Be prepared for all of these things and how to avoid these things. As a parent, he was help, not telling me to burn stuff down, but like, <laughs> he was telling me like- <laughs> We'd rather you not. Avoid, this is how However. you lessen the impact. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, but what what surprised me is people are so, they're very comfortable Mm-hmm. and they they are afraid and so many people are driven by fear absolutely um that even the black and brown school leaders mm-hmm. turn their backs on what they know to be true and what they know to work mm-hmm. because of their fear that the white man was going to take their school away they're going to get displaced or they go right and so or they're like, going to lose their know, little power dynamic that they've created for themselves because, you know, we're not above wanting to to consolidate power right. either. Exactly. And so like it, 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 when I, the last time we spoke, I was, I, I was still school-based and I was like, oh, you know, and I was right on the edge of like walking away from the education sector altogether mm-hmm. because like after being a teacher for several years and then a school leader for several years, it was like, and to find out like, oh, I, I'm gonna do this. And then for you know, to be be told, no, do it the other way. When I know as a person who's been teaching for a billion years, like this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, and if it wasn't this thing, it was another thing, but it was, it never had to do with the actual kids and the actual skill of the people who are around. Right. 
and I was ready to walk away. And then someone had uh, got me in contact with a school leader, respected school leader that was um, starting a new school. Hmm. And the basis of the school was it was really design thinking, right? So taking design um, and the design process from the Stanford Design School and applying that same process to design solutions to problems. Mm. And they were going to teach kids how to do it, to solve problems, uh, to you know design solutions to problems that matter to them and their community. And mm. when we approach different problems or things that come up at our school as adults, as leaders, we're going to use the same process to design solutions. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. Yes. How can I be down? <laughs> so I got aboard and and I and I felt like, and so that's what I started to do. But then I realized that they don't actually want me to do that. Like what mm-hmm. they said they value, they didn't actually value. Mm-hmm. Because when I started to, to, to design solutions, oh well, the pandemic is a is a problem, right? The kids came in and they were feral, right? Because they didn't <laughs> They've been locked up in the house, just like all the adults who are also feral. Who are also feral, which I people don't talk a lot about. They but don't. Like, I wish they did because people are out here wilding. Wilding. Adults. Adults are crazy. Are wild. Right they now. are they feral. Are. They have lost all sense of brought up. See, all of the sense of uh, what no. is the regular word? Your listeners will understand. Um, uh, manners. No, nothing. They ain't got nothing. Like they, it's no, like, no it's, it, no I saw skills. bitches outside scratching themselves. Like they were in their houses. Babes, See? honey, you, you know, you're outside. No Please take your hands off your vagine. We don't need it. Please. I beg. <laughs> I beg. So I was like, you know what? I know a way to make sure they continue to learn how to read and do mm-hmm. mathematics and teach them social Yes. and to make them feel better they've been at home let's start to put these things together right. so that's what I did like I did research over the summer mm. um I got into a design fellowship with a funder nice. um and an accelerator mm-hmm. uh to like take our concept and then be learn how to scale it mm. got a team together with teachers got them all involved and leaders were mad at me the other leaders in the building were mad at me because you made them look good and bad all at the same right. time. It was okay <laughs> when they were taking credit. Of course. For the they data. for the pictures like the and only, shit. Only the new school didn't mention my name at all, but Fabulous. it took all the credit in of front course. of this board. Of course. Um, but then when the next year, when, you know, it, it was like, there was less, I don't know what it is. I, I'm trying to have a, develop a noble story for our principal, but like, when it was like my doing well, he took that as him not doing as well. So Which why does my him problem, but it had to become a you problem, right? It became a me problem like that. Like, I'm so sorry, but what you're not going to do is this, right? Right. Um, but I was at a place in my career as I'm getting older. I was like, you know, whatever happens with this job will happen because I've been in education for 26 years. I'll find something else. But you right. can be mad if you want to. But my GPS is changing the outcomes for these kids. That's right. If I know how to do it. And I got teachers who are down and right. I'm learning how to coach them through it. Right. I'm going to do it. Right. Like, you can be mad, but you can be, go- the, you can also way. be quiet and let me do my work. Or be quiet. Or that's an option. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Maybe we can just be silent. Like Jill and, says. 
That's <laughs> such good knowledge. Phenomenal. And so, and I wish I people embraced it. Truly. I, listen, I need to get it on a t-shirt or a sign in my office. And when oh, they come into yeah. the door. How do I not have a shirt that says that already? I need it. I'm slipping. Um, and so, and that's why I do what I do because it, it got to be so bad when all the teachers and all the like e- leaders were leaving uh, upon droves at the end of last school year. It was like, I would stay like, you know, if it wasn't, if he didn't make it so hard and he wasn't clear about like, so next year we're not doing this and da, da, da. I'm like, why? You don't know what you're even talking about. Right. But I feel like that's the brand though. Like all the stuff that works, everybody discards. <laughs> Remember like how we all learned to read, like a lot of Gen Xers learned to read with like phonics and stuff, where we learned mm-hmm. how to sound words out, because that's how I learned mm-hmm. how to read. And and mm-hmm. that was pretty much the brand. Everybody was learning how to read by, you know, making sounds and putting the words mm-hmm. together and making those connections in your mind. And they just punted that whole shit. By the time my, my siblings were in school, they were like, what's phonics? I was like, what? Right. I think it was more explicit back in our day. Yeah. But I feel like, I think that's the way most kids read. They learn at least like kindergarten, first, second grade. Yeah. It's phonics, but then it's, there's also this other thing because they have to like, they have to make meaning. They have to read stuff with maybe right. kids. Read they can for understanding it. to comprehension. Right. And so, right, exactly. Um, and what I was taught and the research shows, and by research, I mean, everyone, mm-hmm. 95% of kids will read, will learn to read using that method that you talked about. 95% of them. There's mm-hmm. 5% of students for whom that is not enough. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they may need that, but they also need something different. There are people who are not auditory learners. So sounding out really doesn't help at all because right. they're not hearing the differences in the sound. Right. Um, and I was in a middle school. So what I'm not mm-hmm. going to do is teach kids phonics when they've been taught that way. Mm-hmm. especially students with IEP, students who have disabilities, right? Right, right. They figure, oh, they need more time with phonics. But now that the kids are in fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, mm-hmm. why are we still doing a Apple ad? Now they're mm-hmm. cursing you out and coming to school high because who can deal with that? Who <laughs> wants that for their life? I don't. No, no I would also like a... have to come to school high. I, would and I feel to. like, the... <laughs> I, shit, I would go to work <laughs> high. So everybody <laughs> high because shit, this is all draining. This is, it is draining and it makes no sense. It's like, you're already on a trip because it's like, what do you, what are you asking me to do here? And so um, my focus was how can we, what are some ways that we can give kids what they need academically and also make them feel seen and have a sense of belonging in the work. So they feel like they're a part of it and they feel like they have some sort of, some sort of autonomy yeah. over how not just what they're learning but how they're learning it right and when we started doing the, the the we had one of the highest attendance rates during the virtual year that we had hmm. we um not only um last year our rate we didn't we're, we weren't taking the t- state test but we were taking a test of a growth test our school when we were doing that our students so you know did lots of wonderful things. Um, their uh, and students with disabilities, their rate of growth exceeded that of their non-disabled peers, because we saw it was more important to them to have, get make meaning than to do the phonics. So because we focused on that, and they were never given the opportunity to do that before, right? Their growth, they were doing it much faster, 
the second year, my last year school-based, 75% of students uh, with disabilities uh, uh, made a year or more's growth in reading and literacy. Um, while I think it was like 67% of students, uh, all of our you know students um, made growth. Um, and our school goal was 50% mm. for that year. So, but the, the, our principal who was the coach of math, uh, their growth rate was at 30%, 26%. And it's like, that's that. So mm. once I got those things, I'm like, it shouldn't have been this hard. No, but these are the outcomes that you're giving, getting, right. I'm like, I walked away like everyone else walked away. And I'm like, I'm not doing this, but I'm not going to walk away on a sour note. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to let you know what we've done. And you'll take credit for it. And then everything will go to shit when I'm gone because you that's don't right. know what I'm I sent an all here. staff email on my last day and, and recapped all the wins that that's right. we made. Talk Was it negative, shit. but I recapped my wins. Cause we're going to, we're going to Talk you, about it. You're not going to make it seem like I wasn't competent in this position. That's right. And exactly. When I walk yeah. away, what you're not going to do is have a, a, a meeting and talking about how you turn the scores around. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. You're not so, going to delete this particular page of history, beloveds. We are not. Good for um, you. And so I left. And at the time, it was, it was scary because I didn't have nowhere to go. Mm. And, and that says something because, you know, I always tell people, um, people don't normally leave bad organizations. They leave bad bosses. So it's, it's the scary. management. That's management. Management. And that is, is why spooky. I said I need to talk to you because that is the, <laughs> it is management. always that. It is it's always all, the adult. It is always a manager. It is management. It is their response to all the, the issues that are raised. It is the response to positive changes that actually squeak through. It is the lack of support. It's the lack of responsiveness. It's the lack of engagement. It's the lack of giving people superlatives. Just saying thank you would take you so far. So I say far. it all the time. It'll take you so far in a way that you would not even believe because people just want to be acknowledged for the work that they do. Absolutely. And if you're not doing it or you're not only not doing it, you're also not making it easy for them to make these you know make this progress they're gonna go and right. you're gonna and the thing of it is when you lose people who who perform like that it's a knowledge drain like you are losing out on premium fucking shit that you can't easily duplicate because you don't know how to do it correct and bringing someone else in their way of doing things is not going to be the same way as this other person who you just right lost. I mean, that, that's what actually led to me leaving um, because that's the way it is. It's officially leaving, but it was like, okay, well, we're going to have like an assistant principal in charge of literacy, right? And I was not only our student support, a person who was in charge of students who are learning English and, all, and students who have disabilities, but I also was in charge of literacy the year before. Mm -hmm. So let's just make it official. And he told me that I was not going to get the position. Wow. Wow. I remember said, that. I don't think people will follow you. And I don't think that we, we want the, that we're going to get the results that we're going to need. And meanwhile, you were producing already. Me. That's so hmm? disrespectful. That's so disrespectful because you've already been producing. You've already had people following you. What you, they were most worried about is you continuing to outshine them. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Because eventually so, somebody's going to take notice to where the real source of the progress is coming from. Right. And have that. I mean, that's, and, and that's, and that's the thing. So then when I thought about it, that was really, it was super scary. And I was like talking to one of my teachers on my last day. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm like, it's, it's frightening to me. But then as I, as I thought, I'm like, it's not because, you know, we, you know, I will say we, I, as a black, um, <laughs> I, as a black who have been in, you know, the service industry, right. It, uh, I live paycheck to paycheck. So like, that is what I was worried about when I was leaving, but it's like, I do know I could, go, I could go anywhere, but I just needed to know that I could go someplace. And I knew I couldn't be there mm-hmm. because he was clear. Like, this is not what we want. What you're doing, we don't want. And so I, I couldn't, I couldn't see myself fighting yeah the, the all the next year just to do the right thing and, and that's the thing actively fighting against you which is so wild to me because it's the same thing like on these charter school boards right my mm-hmm. husband was on the board of a charter school they were doing all this money spending all this whatever but he kept trying to refocus what are the outcomes for the kids how mm-hmm. are they learning what by doing this expenditure, what are we getting? We're getting a trip to Paris. Great. What effect will this have on their learning outside of this? Because you still have to hit your metrics for reading and math and, you know, STEM, STEAM, whatever, all Mm -hmm. that. And they were just not interested. And when he started asking questions about what was produced by the executive director, the head of the board was providing cover for the ED who was not even close to producing what needed to be produced. Yeah. And And as it was, it was all a money grab for the ED because she was pressed, steam pressed about getting to the coins. She was off about the money from the very outset. Like all I saw were red flags as an HR person. And my husband obviously is also an HR person. He was like, you probably don't want to go forward with this woman because she's not particularly interested in this work. She's interested in the right. money with the work. Like everybody wants to get paid. Like I'm not going to diss nobody for wanting to get paid. Mm-hmm. However, comma, you still need to be able to do the the mid level of shit that your job requires and produce good results. And she wasn't doing that. And they were also like leaking kids because cats were leaving the school and going to other schools that were better, whatever. And like kids who had IEPs weren't getting what they needed neither. And she was busy just antagonizing people, being like a culture mess as mm-hmm. well. And and chasing away good people, a knowledge drain again. And ultimately she ended up quitting and suing them for a bunch of money and claiming that my husband was a... a um. What did she say? That he was creating a hostile work environment for her by Mm -hmm. asking her what parts of her job did she do? That was creating a hostile work environment. And I feel like ultimately I was thinking about the experience that I had this past two years. And I had, I had like a a, a good amount of off, like I hadn't gotten to offers yet, but I had like a a few things stoking, right? So I knew I was going to get something, right? And that's one of the reasons why I move forward. Cause so right now I'm 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 on the staff of the DC Public Charter School Board. Mm. And what we do is those account is accountability and the oversight to all of these charter schools. Mm-hmm. They and need they need it. 
They do. And I, and I think that um, even while I, I, I think that our, our, the school that I was at previously, previously, our ED had good intentions, right? When things are burning down around you and your vision for what this new school was going to be, it wasn't because right. of the pandemic and all these other things. So he's like grieving this loss. Right. Like most people were. And so, I, I mean, I get it. But also the accountability really, so there was no accountability. There was no PMF, you know, like our, we had a, 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 um, like a, re- a school report card, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That we couldn't really do in its totality because we weren't, there were two years and we didn't give the state test mm. because we were all virtual and we weren't right. going to do that. Right. Um, and so, um, and for the for years, no one expects kids with disabilities to do well. No one expects them to grow. No one expects them to do well. You can have a school who's listed as a tier one school and all of their, you know, sped kids are failing. So is, is what does a tier one school mean? Right. If if you have a segment of your population, whether it's black kids, whether it's Hispanic kids, whether it's kids who speak other languages, whether it is students with disabilities, how can you call yourself a tier one school if all of those kids are failing? Right. Like somebody's not doing their job here. Right. And so like he knew that, yes, I, I, w- I really want to to establish some sense of normalcy, but mm-hmm. normalcy wasn't hitting it. And that's before. what I always say. And he was never normal told... was killing us before. Like normal exactly. was the fucking problem. It we needed the, to explode the... that whole shit. And you thought you would think. You that an opportunity like, like, like you have to explode it like all yeah. it did was put a shine of light so now all of our dirty laundry is all out in the open right and everybody got the you know they got the uh you know what is that thing that they do to, to look for blood when when they're you know when the, the black lights are out they can yeah. see all the stains on your they furniture can see all of it they can see it all it's all there and it's all like super magnified so you know right. as always it always comes back to it. You know what the problem is. You know what the solutions are. That's correct. And We're so actively not doing it. Our the uh, our, our public charter school board staff, our ED is a new um, ED that had been there. She's only been there a couple of years. Black woman. Mm. And so she said, we need to have some metrics. We need to have like, what are our priorities? What are the outcomes that we need to see. And so all of all of her teams, all of her departments have metrics that is that uh, the ultimate, even the finance department, all of their metrics have kids mm. at the end of it to improve outcomes for schools, right? Mm-hmm. Excellent schools, it was excellent schools, strong partnerships, um, uh, 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 strong partnerships and something about communities. I can't, I'm supposed to know these things, but I don't, but what is the thing is excellent schools. That's a priority, <laughs> which is what I was, you know, like actually someone's going to hold them accountable. So now, because I know school leaders, they might have a good heart, but some of them, but because someone else is setting what their priorities are, They'll right. do what they're being they're at being asked of, and no one is asking them to make sure that their outcomes are equitable for all kids. Mm. Until you show Michelle up. sometimes grays on the scene, <laughs> <laughs> and now you gotta show it. You gotta show and me now, what you got. 
when they will, it's going to be a surprise in a few months because they know that we're revamping it. We are, mm-hmm. so, and now because we're taking park and then everything, uh, park is our state test and all is out there. And the reason why charter schools exist in DC is to give a choice for right. parents to have, take, so they don't have to go to a dcps school if their dcps school happens to be like unsafe or their the kids aren't learning right um but our last uh the park which everyone was looking at everyone wanted to look at the learning loss right mm. and the, the data was released mm. dcps did way better well the charter schools did the secret is that's been happening for five years well no one wants to talk about that Right, because like because the charter school different. system was supposed to be the great white savior of everything. Uh, correct. And if they're not is, producing, not. what does that even mean? Like, is, like you're gonna not. have your you're supposed to come in like Superman. Remember that that freaking documentary that kicked Dating it all off? Superman, yes. that kicked it all off, and they made it seem like it was the the end all be all, the magic bullet to all the ills around education. What correct. Happened? I am mm-hmm. all about it, but if there is no but it's really about like how you communicate it and how you PR. It's a whole PR stunt. Absolutely. And most of the stuff that is, I mean, how it's built out and how it's introduced to us. And it's all just really good marketing. It, it, that is what it is. That is exactly what it is. And so and it's kind of like the whole theory of what America is supposed to be. It's just all really good marketing. The math don't math. The branding don't match up. But, you know, let's keep the story going let's keep the right. mythology going let's keep the rugged individualism that is killing us all going going mm-hmm. and so and so like that is my charge at my job that i have on day to day basis but really because i i have this other part of myself that really knows people and can manage people mm-hmm. through change mm-hmm. which is really the skill that people need i used to call them soft skills but these aren't soft skills like being able to making sure that the people that work for you are engaged in the work and are inspired by the work. And even though they've been doing things in the same way for 10 years, let's do something different. It takes a skill that takes a, it's not a soft skill. It takes a a strong skill, like a people skill absolutely. to manage people through that and to support people through that. Yeah. And I am really good at it. <laughs> so, this is the place is where you talk I your have, shit. <laughs> that is what I have found out. It's like, if I was my principal's boss, mm. I could have been, let, let's talk about it, hon. Let's like really talk about what is, what's coming up for you right now. And think about like, if we need to do things that are different, let's identify what the problem is and not just say the problem let's really think about what the problem because everybody is. can identify the problem you know no, I mean? well i think that they no, think well they, they never they talk can. to the people that the problem is impacting so they say oh well this that is part. what you need and you're you don't do any kind of empathy interviews you don't even talk mm. to the people that your supposed solution is supposed to help and that happens in all orgs by the way right. <laughs> that people happens who are in, in power orgs. decide what the problem is Cause that's the thing I'm because seeing with they, this client now, because you can tell, yeah, you have a lot of turnover because if your behavior and the way you're talking about the needs that you have is any indication, you don't give a fuck about the people here. You just want to make sure the bodies are warm and to moving to do the yeah. things like you don't, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no relationship building with the people. There's no, 
you know, there's no dialogue. You just, this is what we need. And this is blah, blah, blah. And just making a lot of pronouncements. You know, I call it George Constanza. Lots of movement. No actual right. nothing being produced. And you know? not, not actual, not a, not a thing. And I nothing. think that even now that I have to charter school board, what, that what I've noticed is because I'm good at it, like, and because I'm an outside person coming in. Mm-hmm. I so can, you're not entrenched it, it, in all that shit. I'm not like, okay, you've been doing this for several years. I haven't been doing it for several years this way. Tell me if there's a law or a policy in place that's making us do it in this way. And then I'm like, okay, well, those are my barriers. Mm-hmm. Let's design around that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not married to any of this. And, and that's so- the problem too. People are like, you know, I read somewhere, I think like a quote where it was like, the most dangerous thing you can hear in any organization is this is the way we've always done it. That's that. Yes. Yeah, so just the discourse one versus discourse two. Discourse one gives you all of that. This way we've always done it. This is, you know, and discourse two is really about upsetting the setup. Like let's disrupting the disruptions that's right disruptors we're disruptors we're disruptors right I love and the, like, those people are the best because they're not disrupting shit they just get in their pockets for at it. all it made me roll my eyes up hard when i got to that part in knives out yes uh, me too <laughs> to the disruptors the <laughs> shade disruptors. the and shade on like, all those types are you of really disruptors was... or are you just dumb um, like, you're, you're just a moron with money that's what it is and that's what it was and so it's like how do we actually re- you know and let's talk about revise let's lo- use the word iterate let's iterate on the processes that we had before to mm-hmm. get a different outcome because we're not let's getting keep the, the stuff that works and get rid of the shit that doesn't it's that not hard it. and so it's like um so then I've kind of stepped up to like say, okay, this is how we're changing things in our department. These are the tools that we're using. And let's talk about like, and so I've tried to, because I've been very secretive with my stuff uh, because of my trauma from my last job. Of course. Taking, to people taking credit for all my work and things like that. But right. I've kind of like, so I had to kind of shed that. So right. it's really been. You can't play small. I can't. I can't play small, and also I need to have a certain amount of trust because I do want because I want to make change. Like I want to change the world. Like I have a like a GPS about changing the world, um, and I won't be able to change it if I'm doing it just in my small team. The whole the, our, our whole org needs to do it. Right. And so like I am giving. These are the tools that I use. These are my check in docs. This is why I use it. This is how I connect. This is how I connect, you know, our priorities, our, 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 you know, our strategic plan to, you know, people's own GPS, people's own like life um, uh, uh, goals and their own personal lives. Like, and so they feel engaged in the work. So that's how you do it. And this is how I make sure that um, people feel engaged, people feel um, valued. And I can't keep that to myself. Right. So I've been really trying to, in our on our senior leadership team, really trying to take the lead in showing these are the things that you do when you're trying to support people through change. And so, um, so not only now am I the senior manager of equity access um, uh, of our school, but I uh, but of our organization. So senior manager in charge of equity isn't that a great title? Isn't it? Senior manager of equity and access. Um, but also I am coaching and managing my team and 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 coaching and may coaching managers 
so they can get the most out of our team, out of the teams. And so I just want to keep doing that for our organization, mm -hmm. but also everywhere. So that's the kind of work, like change management and, you know, designing equity, equitable spaces mm -hmm. for um, organizations. And I feel like in uh, for now, just in education, not just school-based staff, but also organizations um, that are in the nonprofit world. So maybe not just education, but in the nonprofit world, because I feel like they're the, God knows. the worst, but like we've absolutely made our bones with my company in the nonprofit space because yeah. those, those orgs need so much and they provide so much of a stopgap, especially if they work with a lot of city and state agencies as a kind of like a, a hole to plug the holes in all the places that the the you know municipal governments can't cover you know right and right and they 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 never have to they're not often tasked to learn how to manage all that work and manage all that change and 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 um and there's a cross section in the nonprofit world of people who are used to like office work and people who are used to doing direct social service and you can tell the difference boy because the orgs that are, are founded by people who left school and immediately founded an org are light years different than the folks who um, worked in corporate for a little while, then started doing social work type stuff and service -y stuff. And mm -hmm. it informs the way that the orgs are run. So, and yep. both have blind spots, both of mm -hmm. them, both of them. But, right. <laughs> blind spots. Like the corporate cats think that everything can be done the way it's done on a corporate situation. And that don't translate in a nonprofit space. And on the other side, in terms of like process, the cats who just came out of school and opened an org and just got to it, they fall short in a lot of the process things that the corporate right. cats are better about because it's all about fucking red tape and process and, and you know, structures, systems. structures oh. and systems and hurrying up and waiting. You know what I mean? Right. So exactly. And do they know how to navigate those things? And so right. what I found out when I started, I started Great Matter Education Consulting. And that's when I realized that like, these are the things that I'm good at, that I I, 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 I knew that I was good at, but like didn't understand until I started showing up as my full self. Mm. How I'm, all of these things are falling into like just one bucket, lots of different things into, into one bucket. And then when I started consulting on the outside, not just in my work, but doing the same kind of work that I'm doing at my day-to-day -day job with outside organizations that I realized everyone needs this. Right. Everyone needs this. And, and so, that's how we felt about human resources. Like orgs of all sizes deserve the same level of service and access and, you know, processes that work and you know, a lot of the small dudes don't think they got it like that. They think that HR is for corporates and it's for these giant mega orgs. And that's not the case. Everybody needs that shit. <laughs> everyone, everyone needs it. And so it's like, you know, and so that's what I've been trying to like, really. So yeah, I am a comedian, but you know, being a comedian, I still want to practice on that craft because I love when all eyes are on me, but you know, also when all eyes <laughs> I love it when I, they're speaking, everyone's they're just listening. Um, but also- 
that I can show that when I do professional development and get people engaged and have them talking back to me and things like that. And they'll remember it more because of how fun it was. And so like their hour and a half session goes by really fast because we're in there, we're having fun and they're learning something Mm -hmm. that they can actually do in practice. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that in the rest, one of the reasons is gray matter because my last name is gray, but also gray matter in your brain is the most of your brain. Mm. And so they know that it's, you know, it's, it's used for something like you can't like lobotomize someone right. and I'm like, Oh, it's just a gray matter. It's just gone. But no, it's, it's, but it's like, you can't really say what it is. And it is, I think. And so when I think about like the, all the emotions and knowing people and prioritizing the moves that you need to make, to make people feel safe and to make people yeah. feel both safe and make people feel brave right? Because mm. you can't, you don't, you're not brave if you don't have a sense of the world's not going to crumble around me, right? So I am going to be safe and I'm also going to be brave to make the difference that I know needs to be made in this world. And so like that has been my thing. And the gray matter one that we don't know exactly what it is, not necessarily amygdala, it's not this or not that. All of that stuff in between is what mm. we need to really focus on and 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 nurture, for us to really be in a space that where we need to be socially emotionally to really be real social activists to make change in this world. Right on. All righty. So I'm well, trying to guide them through it. All right. So now we've gotten the big question out of the way. Let's yes. get in to <laughs> the middle age section of the pod. <laughs> It's related because I didn't come to all of these things until I started getting old and too tired for people's nonsense. I mean, listen, that's that's one of the things right there. There's a lot they don't tell you about aging. There's great shit that happens with aging because especially with women, they always try to make it seem like ah, ah, you hit this age now, you washed, you trashed, you you don't get to be stylish no more. You got to pull out your polyester moo-moos and, and just go sit in the corner and knit or whatever the fuck they think we're supposed to be doing. And it's like, well, that's that's not it. <laughs> I am not at trading all. my Jorns for uh, house shoes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to wander around in a house coat with my titties hitting on my knees. Uh, they might hit my knees when I'm home, but when I go out, they're going to be perched. <laughs> but basically, you've just had a milestone birthday and what do you think has been the biggest surprise and also what do you think um how you how have you been affected by this new stage in your life I feel that people were expecting me to like fall apart I think Mm. oh my god 50 and I was kind of offended by the assumption. Uh, and so- Rightly, like, absolutely. I'm, I am the same person I was before, but, but now I have, uh, you know, a consistent income. <laughs> I say that all the time. I feel like a 16 year old, but the difference is I don't have a curfew. At all. I do what Not I want to do. I buy I, whatever I want to buy. Correct. Um, I make way more money than I did when I was 16, obviously. Um, and I've kind of shaken off all those expectations of what you're supposed to be or want at by that age. Like I, I just turned 48. So like 
I'm on, I'm on my way. But the mm-hmm. fucklessness has settled in very nicely. Like, I think around 30, it hit. Like, I was like, I don't give a shit about none of this shit. Y'all can suck my dick. Like, right. I, <laughs> I don't care about none of this. Y'all, y'all can have it. That like, came you... to me late. That I was really? not 30. I think it was right around 40 when I started to be very particular about what I would show up for and what I would not show up for. Mm. And so I, and what I would allow people to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that what 50 has done or making it through my first 50 years <laughs> is, it's up that it's, it's, it's increased it, mm-hmm. but also it makes me it I am more, I know myself so well now when I feel a thing, it doesn't take me long to figure out where that feeling is coming from when people Mm -hmm. piss me off Mm -hmm. it used to be like okay well it has it used to be a process for me because I would just pop off and then I'm like and maybe my reaction isn't it wasn't an appropriate reaction Mm -hmm. but it takes a process for me to be more reflective and think about why I'm reacting in that way Mm -hmm. at 50 I know myself inside and out so when I'm Mm -hmm. feeling away and I'm and all I have to do is like I am really pissed off right now Mm-hmm. And I can, in the same conversation, one, I, I will say, I'm really pissed off right now. It doesn't matter who is around. Mm-hmm. Someone me off. I, I need to state that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> and I can, I can finish that statement with why I'm pissed off. Right. And it's a true statement. Like when you say that, it makes me feel like you don't value my opinion or it makes me feel like you're being judgmental. And if you're judging- We definitely have the language that we didn't have before, for sure. Right. For a lot of things. Like there's like, like there's some shit that'll happen and I'll be like, you know, younger me would have burnt this motherfucker down. (laughs) At least verbally. Somebody was going to be crying at the end of this. Yeah. But closer to 50 year old me knows you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. So mm-hmm. I'll smile sweetly and decimate you. I'm still going to rip you to shreds, but it's right. going to be kind and it's going to be with a smile. And I'm going to say this, this isn't it. I, I, I don't want to talk to you anymore. One of my previous coaches, you know, were, were t- taught me like that phrase, clarity is kind. Mm-hmm. So it's better for me being clear is being com- kind. So if, yeah. if and you're not wasting your time clear, or theirs. So there's no, there's no question. Yeah. You did this. And, and now I don't trust you. I, I don't fuck with you anymore. I'm not. I, I got into a back and forth. Well, almost did, because I don't have time for that anymore. No. A b- close friend of mine, best friend. Mm. But something that I have seen in her before mm-hmm. was coming through these text messages. And I'm like, you're terrible at giving advice. Give me advice. <laughs> Save your judgment. Like, right. don't. Uh-uh. And she still wanted to go, but I'm like, I'm not, okay, I'm not doing this right now. Right. Um, and I'm going to take with you, like, you, that was some good advice that you gave me. I'm going to take that piece of it. But all of that stuff after, I'm not going to, I'm going to let go you know in the that garbage. I don't hear it. I you don't can keep hear that it. stuff, though. You could take and that to the it. trash if you want, but I'm not going to. Right, but we're not going to keep going. And then there's a phone call. I'm like, I'm not, it's new, it was New Year's Eve. So I'm like, I'm not mm. picking up the phone. Mm. it's new year's eve i'm trying to drink all of this i got myself my own bottle <laughs> my own bottle <laughs> of champs i'm drinking this stuff watching my shows 
playing board games with my kids until the countdown. And that's, that's how right. I'm going to not going back and forth with you talking about how you're not judgmental. Yes, you are. Right. And so, and that could be your thought. You could judge it. But what you're not going to do is put that through the, 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 the Sprint mobile device. I don't want to hear <laughs> Keep that on your side. Keep that on your phone. <laughs> on my yeah, I, phone, I'm, positivity on my phone. My whole thing is kind of like, I'm not going back and forth with anybody because, you know, you go back and forth with somebody, somebody come along and see y'all, don't nobody know which one of y'all is the fool. So I'm not going to spend my time, especially not with stranger hoes on the internet. God forbid. Like, I don't understand people who can do yeah. that kind of thing. I don't have the range. I used to be one of those people. Like, really? Oh, honey. No, not anymore. I'm like, oh, you crazy. <laughs> I'm like, let me go ahead and scroll. You stupid. I'm not going to engage this shit. Like, and, and, you know, and I cultivate sure that I'm not friends with them or I'm yeah. hide the post so I don't, it doesn't keep popping up in my news feed. And annoy me. Like, if, if, if that's the thing, too, it's like unfollowing is self-care. Like. You and my shit annoying the fuck out of me. We don't have to engage at all, but I don't like none of what you putting out here. And it keeps showing up where I'm at. Clearly, mm-hmm. you need to be removed. Yeah. Unfollowing like the self-care. Time for, for, for stuff, which is disappointing because it's like, you know, I got rid of the person that I was living with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like when you're in your 30s, you just want to be clinging on to the person because you're like, oh, I just want to have this work. But if you know in your spirit, it ain't going to work. Right. What you're not going to do is, you know, I'd rather be lonely sometimes than have someone up in my space who's not respecting it or respecting um, a partnership. You're not holding up your your end of the bargain. So, right, right. You uh, you you need to move. You need to go things and step. Right. And so, like, and so now it's like when um. You know, good looking girl, like 50, 50 didn't, I'm still. No, you got it. 50. You got it. But like when people don't show up for me, like, oh, let's, let's do this. Like, I remember like the three days after the news hit that I was single again, I start getting the texts and the inboxes mm-hmm. from niggas from the past. And I'm like, okay, hey, you know, let me just jump back in. Um, I didn't just jump back in, but gave space for that. <laughs> but then it was like, Ugh. No, thank you. You don't have to be polite. You're, you're, That's can, the beautiful I'm thing, too. I am smart because I know people and I know myself. Mm-hmm. The way you're showing up is not something that's going to work. Right. And it's, and that's the thing, yeah. too, that's yeah. good about aging. Like, you know, the spirit of discernment is way, way, way better. Like, you're mm-hmm. not going to sit around and hope things come out nice. You know what right. I mean? Like, you're not going to you're not going right. to be polite. You don't have to be. You can smile right. sweetly and go, please take this elsewhere. No, thanks. I'm not interested. Unsubscribe. I would like to be removed from this I would like to narrative. unsubscribe from these text messages. And be like, thank no, thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. I'm uninterested yeah, and I in any of this. At, at all. And I think it's more about like, I think it's about like, I, in my younger years, I would let life happen to me. Mm. Like I wasn't a, like I, I, like I didn't have any control over it. Okay, like you didn't have any autonomy. Oh. Right. Oh my gosh. Well, life doesn't just happen to you. Mm-hmm. You're you are participating in it. You can allow things to enter your space or you don't have to allow. And this is how you keep things out. And I think that I've become better in my I think after 45, I've become much better in learning how to curate my own space. Mm-hmm. So I can I know what to let in and I know what to keep out. Life doesn't happen to me. I'm living my life. 
Right. And I have control over that. And so, um, and I think 50 is amazing with doing that. I mean, 50 comes with like, I, I'm more cognizant on, on, on waiting for like what my face is going to give, you know, as, as I <laughs> because I was yep. telling my son, I was like, imagine you feeling your same age on the inside, but actually on the outside, you're it's so different. It's and so not, different. not for nothing internally is different too. Cause this, this perimenopause, bruh, it's, it's a, it's a monster. <laughs> it's, Let me it's like up you for my gift that you got for me because <laughs> last night I was sweating like a stuck pig for two <laughs> nights because most of what happened in the evening time. Yeah, and my flashes. <laughs> yep, I, and, I flash a lot when I'm asleep actually, and yes. I wake up just doused. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I'm so hot. And like last week I had brought it in here because I was having one in here and I had taken it out of my bag and, but it had kept it it being in in here and not in my bedroom. I'm like, do I need to get out of my bed and come and go get this? So finally, like, I feel like the Sunday before I went to work, I'm like, let me, it's on my desk. I have two fans. I have that one that I gave you that I carry in all every purse. Mm -hmm. And then I have another one that I bought like four years ago or something like that. Uh, to take to New Orleans because I knew I was gonna need it. It has like a little mister and all that on it. I take mm-hmm. that one to work and prop it up on my desk in the office when I'm on site. That's so I can what have I need. It. I need one for the desk and I need one to be one wherever for the purse. I'm at. You gotta be. You got. And I love the little lanyard so you can put it on your wrist and and yes. move around because baby, I, it it has been so clutch. <laughs> it saved my life. I'm like this is crazy. Like I've always felt it. But like for the past couple of weeks, it's been like actual sweating. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it's sweating uh, before because I remember I got my hair, I got my hair blown out from my party, That's right? right? That's and right. even when I look at the pictures, like, look, I can see it even going back from just a one or two days <laughs> because I sweat when it gets so hot. Yeah. And it's not hot. It's just on the inside. Um, right. Then that's <laughs> the thing. Cause I'm like, why am I on fire like this? It is not that hot out and it's all coming from inside it, the call is coming from inside, inside the house that is the worst part about it oh my god and i have to think about because i was so stupid because i thought i was still thinking like i was a young person who would get on a plane and it would just be too cold and you wanted to have something to cover yourself in and mm-hmm. my, my stupid ass when we went to vegas in the summer i wore like this onion uh like one of the little uh like caftan robe dress things right i wore mm-hmm. it over my leggings and jorns to get onto the plane because i figured i needed something to stay warm on the plane because it would get cool incorrect no <laughs> incorrect i had like a 300 degree summer going on for the entire flight i had to come out of that fucking robe thing and just i had the fan going i had that stupid little Yes. air that I think is a joke is probably poisoned into my eyeballs and it's never <laughs> enough like the light and a little, <laughs> that little light thing. thing and you're like twisting 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 trying to get it to like really generate something yeah it was a joke and it was it was 5,000 degrees on that goddamn plane yeah it's like I don't I don't need that kind of thing anymore and I remember oh planes are always so cold yeah no, no, not anymore. Not for me. Not no. And it feels like even before I got full John Blaze, like flame on and shit, 
it was still not cold on these flights. They still, they just haven't been cold. I don't know what yeah. all they're doing now. But when I was younger, it used to be like you needed layers. Like you needed to have a, a, something. You had to have something. Not anymore. I was in there with mm-hmm. leggings and a and a tank on. <laughs> something. Just, oh my God. It's crazy. So I think I found- that, I think, I don't know. I, and I think- discernment and I think self-awareness mm-hmm. and because I have discernment and self-awareness I'm the bravest I've ever been I love that I love that because you just you know because kind of like you know it's like when you're in your 20s or you're in your teens or whatever you think 14 times before you commit to doing something and then oh you know not so much yeah I guess to a degree it's like ah, oh, well, well if this falls apart then what and la 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 and then now it's kind of like just do what you want man like if you, mm-hmm. did, you the, the pandemic has shown that you could you should just do whatever you want because everybody's really committed to making everything right. terrible for as long as possible yeah. so and even when things are not what you way you want them but you're getting something from it yeah for your next thing right when you think right. about like you know, Brene Brown talks a lot about that. Also, Viola Davis in her biography, autobiography, mm-hmm. her memoir, mm-hmm. about how the person that you were before um, has made you the person who you are now. So you're not just the sum of your experiences, but what you're learning from that, you're bringing to who you are right now. So those people, that that 20-year-old dumb me, the 27-year-old dumb me, the 26-year-old dumb me, who uh, got married when they should way too early um, <laughs> and didn't have good self-esteem, which created all sorts of issues. And right. that person made me who I am right now. And those experiences, like I appreciate all of those things because I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't have had the knowledge and I wouldn't have had the bravery to speak on um, the things that I, I speak on now. And I can, and I can identify, I think that's something about me being able to identify with people with like the, the both with the comedy and just the way I interact with people mm-hmm. or and how I coach them up is really about like, I identify the fear in other people because I can identify it in myself mm. and previous versions of myself. So it's okay. like, I think that is because I can see it and I, you know, I, and I, you know, know people and then I already have the Sagittarius thing that I don't care what I say. So I'll just say it out loud. Right. Like, I feel like that's it, also it feels like that, that this like is what's coming well. up for you. Is that yeah. true? Mm-hmm. And it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I hear it, but how can we not have this interaction happening? Because this is not cool at all. Right. And it's like, it's, I yeah. will say that my my Sagittarian lack of uh, filter has gotten slightly better with age. When I was younger, I would just say shit and let the chips fall because mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> right. And sometimes even now that I'm older, it'll be like certain stuff where people are like, well, you know, la, 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 and you don't know what they're dealing with. And I'm like, they're a rotten person and I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but say it. Yeah. I, I, but but then just say it out loud. I feel like that is the thing. Like I feel like my my filter has gotten better. I used to say some. True, yeah. True. It, it came out meaner. It was true. The true but thing. It was meaner. But they may not have needed to hear that right now. And right. I 
and now I'm thinking about what do I want? What is the impact of what I'm saying? If, I, if, if now that person's not going to speak to me anymore, it could be fine. Um, but um, <laughs> if I need something from that person or if I care about that person right? and I want it to be different for that person, right. how can I say it so that that is the, that that's the outcome or that's the impact? So because I don't right. want to do anything intentional harm if they don't mean me any harm and so right. I that is that's why mine is my filter has kind of tuned. I, it's, it's better I've, I've tuned it um I I know time and place has become a lot better for me in terms of when I'm gonna say a thing or who, if if I mm-hmm. say it at all because that's the thing too like if I care enough about you to say well this is garbage and you should rethink mm-hmm. it um I won't say it that way, but I'd be like, maybe you want to consider this thing instead of saying, this is fucking trash. And I know you can do better than this fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's yes. better. Like, you're not going to get, yeah, you're not going to get, not gonna the, get the same like, response. Again, it's the, it's the honey versus vinegar thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's, it's in, it's in the way of the delivery. When I was younger, mm-hmm. my delivery was, it was harsher. <laughs> <laughs> for me what slows me down is just to say what i'm feeling i am disappointed and this is why right <laughs> or i'm angry right now and so what i want to do is say this but i know that you might not need that right you now you will be hurt but... and i will never hear the end of it so what i'm gonna say right, instead so, is i'm going to remove myself i'm going to remove myself so i don't say mm-hmm. something that i will regret later Right. Exactly. If only for the way you'll never let me live it down. <laughs> right. I said, yes, exactly. I'm like, you know what? Let me, I'm going to need a little space right, right now. Thank you for, I appreciate the space. Cause I'm not, I'm still not ready to talk to you right. or whatever the case is. I, I, right. I feel like it, that slows me down to name what I'm feeling and what's coming up or what's about to happen until either you take back what you just said or did <laughs> Or I'm I I can I, I can fully explain to you um, why what you did and what you said is is all some bullshit. So, um, <laughs> but let me be clear that it is bullshit. <laughs> I want you to understand that this shit you did was that bullshit. Okay, good. That's the way it impacted. And I am I am angry at you. I am angry <laughs> at this. Very thing angry. I am angry how you've wasted my time. Um, so what do you think the next 50 years are going to bring? What do you see happening in the, like, normally I'll ask the question, what do you, what does the future of your career look like? But we're doing the middle-aged version of this. So it's like, what mm-hmm. do you see on the horizon for yourself, either personally or professionally for your next, your next, uh, iteration? My second half. Is going to be all of the things that have allowed me to show up as my full self as a 50-year-old designer and mm. lover of people. Mm. And to take that full self and then to achieve the goals that I have. And my goals are as like, I, there's a whole thing, there's a whole goal statement that I have, which I will not bore anyone with, but I want to change the world. And mm-hmm. and that's what I want to do. I want to change the world for our marginalized communities in a way that is impactful and people can feel. Right. 
And that is what I'm going to do. I need to leave this world better than how I came into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use the second half of my life to make that a reality. I love that. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm excited about it. And <laughs> <laughs> but this is also this thing is like, because I value who I am and I can identify my worth as a, as a person, as a human, I also know that people are going to show up for someone who shows up as their full self. I also know that like I have skill, a skill set and I have a mindset that is valuable to others. Mm. And when you are living towards a goal and you are being true to what you want to do, such as change the world or whatever your goal is, even if it's not as lofty as this pie, this guy is changing the world. um, Money comes from that. Mm. And we, you know, we don't want to, especially social activists, um, don't want to talk about money, right? But which is an issue. We've been uh, socialized not to talk about money, especially women. Very much um, so. Very much so. But like that's something. I'm taking what I know. I've created an organization, um, a company. So it's, it's not a nonprofit. Um, that um, that people need, and through that work, I'm going to become a millionaire. I know that's right. And so I've been really like, I've had such a weird relationship with money in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and my relationship with money is not weird, but my money do be funny sometimes. Uh, right. <laughs> continues to be because <laughs> life is expensive. But, I mean, and that's, that's really just it. <laughs> that's life is expensive, but like, I don't need to live. I don't have to have a scarcity mindset. So right. I want to start right. living like, I'm a person that's going to change the world and the opportunities are going to arise so that I can pay for it all. And not for nothing, you're already ahead of the game because you're not like an Elizabeth Holmes or an Elon Musk who it's you're <laughs> people are planting you in the in the in the soil of genius, but you don't have the range for none of it. And nothing you do has ever produced anything that would lead anyone to thinking that this is actually who you are you know what I'm saying you Mm -hmm. already know what you can do and you already know that what you know how to do can produce the results that you want that benefits the people that you need to benefit from it whereas these two toilet dwellers it was just about the scams it was just about the grift it was just about Mm -hmm. what they can get and all the adulation and you know a bunch of underwhelming people sucking each other's dicks you know what i mean that's just that's that's all they had to offer the discourse nothing more just a bunch of unearned arrogance because you don't have the range when you do have the range you should talk your shit you absolutely should put the things that you want into the world and and let the people know i does this shit here like don't try to treat me like my name is yeah my name's not stanley you can't treat me like my name's stanley because i know what i'm doing (laughs) and you don't and i know how to to rejigger things so that it looks like you know what you're doing too (laughs) that's right because what i'm going to do even though like all these the ideas that i have and the skills that i have should earn the revenue of a seven-figure organization and company or company It has for others, so why not me? Why not? Um, 
the reason why it's worth seven figures is because I can make you seven figures. You know what I mean? That's if right. there's a person who's in charge of a company that doesn't know how to manage people, like my sister's company, like there's, you know, the person, they have whole departments in mass quitting. Um, that affects their bottom line, right? It does. And that's why and- I'm like, these, these, listen, the pandemic has also taught people what kind of lives they want and what kind of work they want to do and how they want to work. That's and right. When they don't get it, but bye. They don't He's have out. to. Nobody does that shit no more. Nobody's staying with an org that abuses them for 40 years. That's mm-hmm. people, people who have been able to do that are outliers. And they're all getting they're abused too. And there's the no, org- who's Bob Cratchit? Ain't nobody Bob Cratchit it up in here. Nobody be. <laughs> You can't have your bosses screwed you. You Bob Cratchit, and this is just the way you're going to live your life forever. Hell no, no. You, you've got maybe two years, and they miss that shit so much. Find that, something else. That's the reason why a lot of these rich cats are salty about people. Like, I don't want to come in the office no more. I don't want to spend all my time um navigating my way to my cubicle so that you could flex in your fucking corner office. I don't want to fucking do that shit. I can get the work done from wherever I'm at. I want a different kind of life. And they are sick, sick, sick over it to the they point are. where- And they have no other reason but because, but their egos to bring people into of the Of course. And a lot of this thing. is, again, it's all unearned arrogance because you don't fucking do anything. You don't provide anything. You don't do anything worth of note outside of making money. Right. You don't. You don't. And- if you can't, if you can't bring the people along with you, then your money, your bottom line, and that's all they, those kinds of companies, those kinds of, of CEOs. Without the people, you whatever, don't have all, anything. They don't, they, they, that it's the bottom line. And until, cause I was talking to my uh, sister about that. And like, he's like, he doesn't care. He talked about like, he doesn't care. I'm like, that's the shit I just tell my employees. I don't care about the values of this company. And that <laughs> is a lot of these cats. And that's just facts. Most of them, like, especially in the corporate field, like in the years I worked in finance, it was all about fattening up the goose just enough to make them look cute enough to get bought by some suckers so they could cash the fuck out. That right. was it. It was all that's about it. spitting stories to make them look sexy to investors so they can cash the fuck out. That is yep. it. That's yep. it. And it's, and it's, and they, and they, and they're not even going to, she's in a finance, she's company, she's in finance. And so like, mm-hmm. and they just, we just went public. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's so a whole different scenario like, now. So now they got to get into a financial situation where they can, cash out and so yeah, so they can make it look fat enough for some suckers to buy it and take it down to the studs right and, and it can, ain't there yet then and they so can jump they out realize... the window with their gold parachutes on and that's bust, right and leave the rest of everybody who's been doing the real heavy lifting to just right. fight for the scraps or get pushed out right but the thing, the thing is they're already left they, they're there they they can't and so that's why they they i said and i i i told her I said, he's not going to change until someone says like, this is the reason why people are leaving. If someone has the balls to say, yes, you're the CEO, but now you're a publicly traded company. So you have a board. Mm-hmm. You, you can't, someone, you to someone on that your existence to, to somebody say, else. Yeah. You're going to have to you, either, we're going to take you down as the CEO or you need to make these changes. And until and that the problem happens, too with that is what happens almost all the time, they'll find somebody worse than that person to take over. That's true. It's, it's just true. 
as long as they can get rid of redundancies and if it's if it's a difference between seeing an extra five dollars in the share price and firing eighteen thousand people, they're gonna fire eighteen thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> if, I mean, if their cash, but if their stock buybacks are like you know popping severely, and you know they could get to the money, and everybody can cash out and buy an extra yacht or whatever the fuck, and and like completely turn people's upside down, lives upside down with unemployment and shit like that, they gonna do that. Because that's where the yep. money's at. Yep. Because most of the oh, time, a lot of the, the product that these outfits are selling is ancillary to the getting to the money. It's like Tesla. Oh, that's a byproduct, fuck. yeah. Yeah, they don't give a fuck if a million kids get run over by those auto drive cars. They don't give a fuck. No. Because it's not How about the product. It's about the money. You know what I'm right. saying? It's about Absolutely. ways of using the money to do dumb shit like buy Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it... it don't matter exactly it's it's true it's true but i feel like you know who's made a gajillion dollars is brene brown well that so-called soft skills because that's what she does to court with corporations Uh uh-huh and they don't nonprofits like all of that shame and vulnerability and this is how you dare greatly which i I mean dare greatly reading that dare greatly and and dare to lead podcast and and uh all of that stuff Mm-hmm. really has oh my god that's just amazing and the fact that she's made a bunch of money doing that yeah it's amazing to me and so I, my we were that's why I was talking it was my sister's like she was like but they're never going to do something like that they're not they're doing none of that to... shit but they like to do performative shit and pay motherfuckers to do it and watch it and you get paid yeah and so I feel as though like that is that you know you know that's what Brene Brown needs to keep you know she gonna do her thing and other people like her but I don't I do not have I'm not trying to be I don't want to be involved in performative stuff so at least with nonprofits and the educational field I feel as though they at least one have the motivation to do the thing because at least at the outset yeah at, at least at least in the beginning right yeah um and um I think that there could be some some managing and and uh, of um of values like you know you values don't have to be the same amongst the people who are in the in the on your staff or in your organization but there has to be a a, a baseline of like a place where you can them. all coalesce and find right. a, a mutual common point. ground yeah right yeah, and, yeah. and 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 do those things I think there's a motivation for that to happen um and so like you know really when and also thinking about where are the black and brown people who are charged with these multi-million um, corporations? Uh, very few. Um, I'd rather make sure that black and brown folks and other marginalized people, queer people, black women, uh, black and brown people, get the opportunity to grow their companies and to do make the change that they want to make in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um addressing some of the more management uh things that they don't take the time to even consider because they're too busy with their pie in the sky i want to change the world you also need the systems you also need the change management skills in order to do so and like you know you a lot of it too is like especially in my industry it's like it's a lot of leading the horse to water Mm -hmm. it's like the water's right there guys you're thirsty you gotta choose to drink it i can't force it down your throat 
I mean, I did my part, fool. So, like, <laughs> right. Good me, luck. part of my organization is me forcing the forcing them to like. This is the accountability. Either you drink it or, yeah, something like, gonna happen to your school. So, like, listen. <laughs> yeah, it's literally the same thing. It's kind of like, well, let's talk about what the outcomes could possibly be here if you Correct. do X thing instead of Y thing. Exactly. If you do X everything's probably going to go to shit. If you do Y with a little butter on it, it'll probably be better. It'll be less shitty. It'll be less shitty. It'll be and markedly so, less shitty. Right. But, you know, you got to so change. That is what I, that's, that's what I want to do. Make, <laughs> make change the world. Make it less shitty for everyone. And that's that. <laughs> what that's did you literally. do today to make the world less shitty? Right. I got to be able to list a thing or three that I have done on each on each individual uh, day, and this last three years, so I can get to the shmoney. So then, (laughs) that's it. Like you know, people you know want to make people feel bad for wanting to get to the shmoney, but there's there are ways that you can get to the shmoney in an honorable way without fucking people over. It's it it, it can be done. I'm banking on it. That's my that's that that is I'm 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 banking on myself, and I'm banking on the idea that. You can get to the money and be a good person. And really being a good person and, and loving people and loving humanity is the way to get to the money. Exactly. And also not for nothing, love. you know, when I had Koku on, we talked about having your mains in your mix to keep you on the straight and narrow where, mm-hmm. yeah, you blowing up, you secured the bag, but you moving funny. You need to have those people in your corner who be like, beloved, mm-hmm. this ain't it. Right. <laughs> you're this about to be it. on the news for something you don't want you think <laughs> refocus <laughs> you're about to be on an island and onto yourself correct you'll be alone it'll be it'll be like that glass onion ass fucking fucking island you be there in this giant fucking factory of fuck shit by your fucking self <laughs> by yourself nobody but people who are serving you who are who are like dependent upon you for their pay so they have to treat you like they care <laughs> so, they, so they have to be there um and then at the end it all ends up burning to the ground anyway and that's what always happens in some kind of way which is what i think i i think i actually enjoyed this gla- this this uh knives out story more than the first knives out yeah because okay. is it hit all the things like yep there's theft from black people there's <laughs> black women specifically there's mm-hmm. it uh, a lot of people who have gotten to places who d- didn't have the range to get there at all without assistance, of course. Right. And then there's people who are, you know, high on their own supply and they and they've been gassed the fuck up on their genius, but they've never had the range ever. Like if you one good conversation with them would let you know that this person is an idiot. Right. And that was I love that. That was like the point of like. <laughs> And what did all the things have in common? What did I find out? You're an idiot. You're stupid. You're an idiot. You're and a fucking so, moron. And like, so if we know that this is this is where we're starting from, you're an idiot, then none of these other things. Right. Like none of this shit rates. With. So this is what must have happened. Yes. Right. None of this rates because you're dumb. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> and, and you have cultivated yep. a crew of sycophant morons with you. People who know better and are trying to do better, but are hindered by your idiocy exactly and that's a lot of leaders and organizations unfortunately 
It was like, it was like, it was like satire, but it would like kind of hurt my feelings. So we talk about disrupting racism, disrupting inequity and an equitable system. It's just words, B. And like I, a lot of and it is just he words. said it like that. And then I'm like, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> and because it's, because it's just words. Right. It doesn't Where mean is anything. Where the actual disruption? Tell me the what per- you have It's disrupted. performative. Everything about everything that that cat was on was performative. And when the holes were poked into it, you saw just how insanely useful, useless this cat ultimately was. Yep. And it, it was yeah. wonderful to see the cat get what he, what he had coming to him. Exactly. It would did. But it didn't embarrass me. <laughs> it was kind of like, like watching- I, I wish every school leader, every... One of these those organizations that try to suck money, like they 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 get richer, uh, making sure that the schools don't get better. And uh-huh. there's a lot of predatory organizations, nonprofits. Oh yes, too. absolutely. And I want them like I hope they're looking at this because you can say the buzzwords all you want, but if you don't have the outcomes, what are you doing? Right, and you unfortunately, know? that shit works on a certain kind of rich motherfucker, like. Mm-hmm. You know, wanting to to do the best by the by the folks that you serve for real serve, it, it's not as sexy as talking about we're gonna move the cubicle and we're gonna jump outside the box and we're gonna use all this jargon that don't mean nothing and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're not gonna do shit. We're gonna get paid though. <laughs> we gonna get paid. And they However, continue to get paid. And like I don't. <sighs> It's wild to me. Like even this whole thing with um old boy getting dubbed down at the Capitol every fucking day for like 24 hours straight. Brev, there's gotta be a point where you gotta be like, you know what? This is not gonna work. And I I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. Yeah. But when your whole shit is audacity and you've been like, you know. You know better, but you suck in the butt of people who don't know any better, who don't even have the skill sets to do even half of the job that you, you're you trying to do here. And the people who've been carried on this wave of stupidity support, because that's all you can call it at this point. We support stupid people mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, people like them. You know, you're beholden to all these fucking dodos who don't actually come there to work. They come there to grift. And in some cases, rape little girls. But it's whatever. Um, you know, whatever. Case. It's, you know, this is who you're beholden to. This is who you have to appease. Are you happy now? Is this, do you feel like you've done your best work here? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. We, this is embarrassing. We're, we live in the stupidest fucking timeline, full of the stupidest people with the most power. With like, the most power. It's so sickening. It's, it's uh, look, I've been asking for the, for the, um, asteroid for a while. So. I feel like people have been asking for it. I feel like the pandemic gave it to us Fair. and people still trying to go forward with life as usual. Let's get back to normal nonsense. Normal didn't work then. Normal, normal got us into a pandemic. In the and first place. do is. This quick go back to normal is what keeps us in the pandemic. And it's and, like, how do and- we get to these places? We This city I live in right now is being run by a ghoul. <laughs> oh, the city of yes, unless the answer is 
something else, like not being harassed by the police or nickel and dimed out of living or because uh, yeah, to... that's that's where it goes to what is your impact? What are you doing? We got a black you got a black man like, like don't mean little, shit, little, babes. We might and as well it doesn't just mean anything again. he doesn't mean anything. He means nothing. And he doesn't believe he, in anything. He stands for nothing. That's... He right. produces nothing. He is nothing. <laughs> and that's it. And, and like it, it is it is obvious. So it's like, you know, we gotta get, you know, people who really want to do public service first and foremost because most of these people want to do public service and like truly believe like this is what i'm going to do i want to make the world a better place this is what i want to do not just what i can do right it's a joke it's a joke like i feel like people who know better are watching this shit the same as us and they're just kind of like this there's no they because the dummies are sucking all the air out the room they're all so craven and obvious in the way that they're clearly utilizing this moment to get to the next step. Like, mm-hmm. as far as this dick hole is concerned, New York is a, a flaming hellscape full of crazy people running the streets, pushing people in front of trains. And he's really been telegraphing this to people who don't live here. People who live here know better. They know mm-hmm. what's really going on. And they also know, again what the solutions are to the problems that we are facing and have been facing but the people who are in these positions are not interested in solutions correct because what is the benefit there's well, no how, money who is benefiting solutions? from the problems not being solved Boom. and so that is the question who who what are, what is the benefit or what is the impact and so if there is that what if we, we pinpoint the the benefit there's no money in solutions who is the people who are standing in the way? Like, you know, right. people making money. There's a, a well-known organization in DC that I will not mention that mm. for years preyed upon schools um, in the uh, ward seven and eight, which is our, 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 our ward with the most, with the highest unemployment rate and, mm-hmm. and, and, um, uh, 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 and the least amount of, of, of average salary and, mm. And the kids don't do as well and uh, than other wards in the city. Mm-hmm. And they're, oh, we're going to go in here and we're going to teach you how to, we know that kids have trauma and this is how trauma shows up in schools. And this is why there's behavior problems. Not there's something wrong mm. with kids who are poor, right? Or kids who have a one single parent household or, or parents or, or kids who, uh, have experienced trauma, abuse, or, uh, or neglect, or all of these other things that are going mm-hmm. on. They're not intrinsically bad, but they've experienced this trauma, so it causes the depression, it causes the anger and the anxiety, and this is what is showing up. And so it all sounds wonderful, mm-hmm. and it's like, yes, 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 I can identify it and teach you how to identify what the trauma responses are, much like they do in the white schools. Mm-hmm. But in the white schools, they teach you how to how to address it. And they teach you how to advocate for yourself as well. Right. That never took place as a person who taught in, in, the, in, the, in the traditional public school system in D.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and was a leader in D.C. Uh, uh, in the traditional public school sense, not just in the charter programs. But this organization was in all of uh, so many schools mm. teaching them trauma-informed practices. But we never actually got to the practices. 
Mm. What are you supposed to do? What are the what are you supposed to teach the kids so they can advocate for themselves? How Meanwhile, do we do thousands of dollars later. Mm. And it, it it was a huge a percentage of of okay, this is the amount of money that you're gonna get this school year. And because you're so low, you gotta pick, you gotta pick an organization, you gotta pick a thing that's gonna turn your school around. So they got this this, this organization, but they never actually got to the solutions. Wow. Because it was beneficial to them for it not the problem not to be solved. So not to be solved. And that is it, right? That's it across everything, right? There's mm-hmm. no money in healthy people. There's no money in educated people. There's no money in people who are not living behind prison bars or jails or whatever. There's no money in that shit. There's money in wars. Mm-hmm. There's money in, um, you know, right. recruiting poor people to go off to war with this mm-hmm. fallacy that they're going to get all this stuff because those years right. are over they ain't never really been about that i don't think people have gotten to the things since the 40s and it was mostly the white gis that did anyway right but well, you, you know you, well you i think that you it's because like the school system fails them so they can't go to college they don't get into the one that will actually teach them to do anything or they get there and they flunk out because they haven't been appropriately prepared and right. so they feel like this is their only solution is to right. join the armed forces because then right. later on they can train them to do x y or z so i know a person through the gi bill mm-hmm. uh finished a degree after mm-hmm. they were done and like that happens like my father our first house our down payment was because he you know was next to nothing because he was a veteran right right and so i mean like, there are things that they can take advantage of of course but right. like it's but the they same do thing that too because they marginalize them in the first place. There you they go. have to do it. You because how would you get a willing a force? force? Who would sign up for that? No Who one willingly on purpose. Right, come on. So how they're not going to make sure the schools work for kids? Hell no. Because As it is, there was like a law machine going. Like I think that uh, New York had New York State had been sued. The the Depart- Department of Education had been sued because they weren't meeting minimums in terms of what the children were supposed to learn Mm -hmm. and a court found basically was like they only need to teach your children just enough so they can make change at starbucks and just enough or or be a cashier anywhere just enough but they don't have to make sure that they they can read past the you know an eighth grade level or it's not a requirement it's, I mean, it's not. Um, I mean, it's a requirement. But then they also do the other thing where they said, "Okay, we're going to make we're going to make these things so far out mm-hmm. and not teach you about yourself. It feel like it's something what we're teaching you is so far from yourself mm-hmm. that you don't even have any understanding of it." Mm-hmm. And so right, it was because so you're doing long well ago. in it, the other white kids are getting into schools and you're not. Right. Because not for nothing, uh, predominantly black schools. If you're a black kid, and then withdraw all of the supports, right? And they don't have anything to like make sure that they finish. And like we got schools like, you know, that struggling high schools that that tout that oh, 100 percent of our kids got into college. How many did they stay? How many of them graduated? How many of them finished? How many passed? How many? How many stayed after the first year? Right. They don't tell you the numbers. Graduation. This really, really. When you when you see them touting how many hundred percent or ninety five percent or some Mm -hmm. stupid high number of kids got into college, 
you can best what kind of college they passed the first year and also like what kind of college is it accredited you know what i'm saying is it is it your mama's we don't even your mama's old <laughs> pants college like what the fuck you talking about is it like a real yeah, place yeah. that's accredited yeah. where they could actually graduate with a degree that actually can be accepted somewhere that they, they, they teach you to do something Right. right. <laughs> so Correct. that you can be a participant in this here democracy. But uh, did they just put you in debt and leave you high and dry with nothing else but debt? The benefits of them is to do that. Like, we're, like you know, I got my youngest getting ready to start school, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's get some scholarship money. Let's do let's do a little song and dance, a little music. Let's get some money. (laughs) Let's play some. Let's play some instruments, baby. (laughs) Do some, you know, because you're going to start off in debt. Where you're going to, you want to go. You're going to want to go, and then and and you should go because you could be smart as a person with a degree, but if you don't have a degree, they won't give you a job, or they'll give you a shitty job, and you know, not give you what you need, and you will be underpaid. And you will be underpaid because, oh, well, you know, you could make as much as this person, but this person has a degree, which means absolutely nothing. And it's, and I've seen it happen a million times. I remember I interviewed this woman. She was amazing. She would have been perfect for the position, but she didn't have a degree. And Mm -hmm. that's, it's a gatekeeping mechanism. You, it's the excuse that people need to separate people out. It's, you know, it's just, it's just part of the thing. And it sucks because she was she was bomb ass. She would have been amazing. She, she knew her work. shit. She had the experience, but she didn't have a degree. She had a million certifications. She did all the things and she didn't have a degree. And Cass was like, nah, they spoke to her. And they knew she was bomb ass. They knew she was dope. They knew she had everything. She didn't have a degree. So they just completely discounted her, which sucked. And it was black woman sucked some more. Yep. So like, you know, and it happens all the time. I mean, we all go into debt so that we can get into the room. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's why we go into debt so we can get into the room, especially if you're black. You, you you can't give excuses for cash to discount you already. And it sucks. And mind you, college isn't for everybody. Everybody don't got to go. Some people's mm-hmm. skill sets are completely different and it, the training that they need is not there. Right. Absolutely. And and and, and like from my, my older son didn't go. I wanted him to go, but like, that's a thing with our family. Like we just go, right? Right. But I'm not going to be like my parents were. It's like, if that's not where you want to be, I just need you to have a plan to take care of yourself. Correct. Cause I'm not going to school, but what are you going to school for? Right. What you need to do so you can do what you want to do because this is your only life. Right. You got to enjoy it. You got to, whatever work you're doing, you have to enjoy it. Right. Or at least have some kind of passion for it. The younger one too. You're going to go to school. You can go. But this is what, what do you want to get out of it? Right. So what is your to end? The school that will give you the experiences that you want to have. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, for me, I really, I wanted to go to college just, in, just, just, you know, I, I watched a lot of different worlds. Correct. School days, the whole King Caputo. Did not go to a black college, but I was going to college. Yes. And also I wanted to get out of my house. And that was the way I was getting out of the house. I was going to college. Right. Did I understand what I was signing up for and how much debt it would put me in? No, no, there was no well, plan. I, I tried to explain that to my older son. I'm like, this is like being on your own, but with training wheels. When I was trying to talk him into going, and yeah. then now that he's like 
pissed at me. Like when he doesn't want to, <laughs> when I act still, cause this is my house, right? This is my house, <laughs> my rules. And right. so like when he gets irritated that he can't come and go or do whatever he wants to do. And I'm like, mean? this is why I said you should have gone to college you, while, out, while you're out there. I would have no idea. Exactly. You would have learned your lesson. I would have hopefully raised your right that you don't go too far out there. Right. Done, had the experience to make sure you knew that you were, this is the kind of life that you want. Right. And being able to get the job to give you the funds to do it. Right. <laughs> because so not that me. Is, that is the reason it's for. Right. Um, and they will just shut you down if you don't have it. It's true. And it's, I mean, it's all gatekeeping. Like even like high school stuff, like cats can't get gigs without high school diplomas at a minimum. There was a time where cats could rock and do a full career off a high school diploma. Just yep. completely rock. Oh, absolutely. Dead as fuck. But there are some gigs where, all right, bare minimum, you need a high school diploma. And if you ain't got that, you're not getting to the shmoney either. Right. So. But again, there's money and people being left out. Correct. There's money. What does it benefit? Right. Who follow the money? Who's getting to the coins off of these folks being dispossessed? Who's getting to the coins off of selling a narrative? Who's getting to the shmoney off of grifting off of desperate people? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like. As a business owner, there's never a lack of junk in my inbox. Oh, we can give you this much money and you can take a loan. Like, hey, find new ways to go into debt with sketchy motherfuckers to build your business. You know what I mean? There's no lack. Like, there's no lack lack of grifters, scumbags, scammers getting to the shmoney off of somebody needing what they should already have. You know, like I remember I was, who was it that interviewed me? I think it was, uh, it was Echo actually. Um, They interviewed me about, I forgot what it was. It was him and Alana and they were, you know, they were here obviously. And they interviewed me about, um, I don't even remember, but it was, it was very cool. And it was a good discussion. And I said like the, 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 the goal would be to make what I do be obsolete because everybody's getting what they need and companies could be trusted to treat people fairly. But that's not going to happen. So I'm going to keep getting money mm-hmm. to counsel bitches into not scumming down on their employees. Uh, somebody needs to help them out because... <laughs> <laughs> Way that's, the, that's where I like, come from with it. I don't come as a, you know, uh, as a person who is, well, you know, management. Burp, 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 burp. I don't trust management neither. <laughs> because they can't be trusted to do the right thing. They have to be coached. They have to be counseled. They have to be. And I wanted to be a lawyer so I could get to the shmoney that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm still counseling people, whether Somebody or not they listen. but I also what I like is you know working for myself I get to come as my authentic self and I I'm going to show up with a head wrap I'm going to be colorful I'm not going to be a dark suit jack booted uh hench woman sometimes Mm -hmm. there is some henching that happens (laughs) but for the most part I'm trying to be empathetic I'm trying to get 
everybody to the table where everybody can see the humanity in everybody else, right? Absolutely. That they're not just, you know, a pawn that you're moving around on your little chessboard or you're playing checkers, whatever the fuck kind of stupid mm-hmm. LLC ass bullshit niggas be saying. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I try to come from a human place. People, people are stressed on both sides. Management be stressed as fuck, and you counseling them. The, the employees be be stressed as fuck, and they just want somebody to listen. Right. Counseling them, that's, you know what I'm saying? Mainly, we part of uh, part of uh, one of our team. One of the things that we do at at the our, on the board is is do community complaints. So parents will call in when they're mad at the school. They'll call in. And um, one of the people on my team, she's like, usually they call, they call so mad. And usually they just want someone to hear them. Yeah. And feel like the people at the school aren't listening to them because right. they're coming as their full selves right. and they're discounted because I, either the way their their grammar or right. coming to school. How they dress. They came with a bonnet and, on. So niggas right. just use it and, as an excuse to just ignore them. Exactly. And so like all they really need is someone to listen to them and right. then they contact the school to make sure someone there listens to them. Right. And, and, and I think that is, I think that is like a, like a really, I mean, that, that's, that says something about us, right? Like who are we marginalizing? And even our supposedly it's just the most woke uh, leader <laughs> will, will marginalize people. Because everybody uh, has a blind spot. Everywhere, nobody's perfect in these situations, and they they show up with all their fucking flaws too, even though right. they claim to be this whatever. I mean, we saw it, it again across organizations where people want to do servicey shit for people. They always come up short in some place. You know what yes. I mean? Because they're they people. Gotta be aware of it. They're gonna fuck it up, so they have to have somebody go. That ain't it, bro. Right. <laughs> if and, only and have the one person. It. Right, be, really, be brave enough to say, "Hey, this is a terrible the, goddamn that's, idea." That's the root of everything, and that's why I right. feel like, as in my age right now, that's where I'm coming from. Like, even I'm, I'm brave enough to be able to say, "Like, I like, where do our ready, where are race and equity commitments? How does that show up in your work?" And, you know, because we're a majority black organization, it's like that's right. hard. But I'm like, I, I think I have biases, and like I check my biases all the time because. It's like, like, for example, no one knows more about special populations, special education, how to teach them, how to lead them, how to do program management so they succeed. No one, I can say it with my full chest that no one knows more about that than me. Right. No. But I have a special education specialist on my team. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to make sure that I continue to give opportunities for her to show up as the specialist. Right. Even if it's us having a conversation beforehand and then she presents in front of everyone. I want her to be able to, to show what she knows. I can't do it all. Right. Cause that don't make me tired and <laughs> she won't feel engaged in the work because why is she here? If Michelle is the person who knows everything about special populations. Right. So like, I, I could like, that's a revelation that I had to myself just a few weeks ago as a person who knows everything and whose, whose job it is to, to, to change the world. <laughs> I have to recognize my own biases. And when I feel like, oh, but I don't think this person is performing as well as I would like. And then to check myself, well, am I giving her the same opportunity to show up as I'm giving other people to show up? You know what I mean? Right. And I had to say, well, no, she doesn't get as many looks as I give this these other people because my passion is special. That's why I want to do all of it. She has to do all of it. That's so right. biases show up. You got to be brave enough 
to do it. You got to be brave enough to show up in to work, whoever you are, even if it's in a head wrap or even if it's with, with, with you know, you know, me and my several different hair colors, whatever <laughs> it is, but you need me in your space. Right. And I'm no longer afraid to show up as who I am and, and crack jokes in meetings and be who I am because that is what people need. Right. I mean, and you know, I know I read a room. I know what'll pass and what won't, you know, mm -hmm. I will say to a manager, you need to make sure you have your receipts before you move forward on trying to terminate this, this employee. Would I mm -hmm. say that in a corporate setting? Absolutely the fuck not. In a nonprofit you, setting. you need to be heard, right? Right. It's right. really about being I'm heard. speaking the language of the people that I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. So you read the room and you know what'll work and what won't. And you right. counseling somebody to through something, because a lot of managers need a lot of handholding. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to like employee relations. Sometimes they come up short in the way that they relate to their employees. And sometimes the employees come up short in the way that they relate to them, their managers and each other. And you got to you got to talk in the language that they understand. Like, babes, you can't go forward like this because you're not going to have a job for much longer. Right. You have to decide what you want to do here because this, what you're on cannot continue. It cannot, <laughs> cannot continue. It can't. It's not sustainable, beloved. What do you want to do? What, what do you want to do? Choice be? This is I'm ready at. for whatever you're ready for. <laughs> if, if it turns out you don't want to move up any further with this, I've already got people on deck to take your, your spot. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, you gotta, you gotta get to the people where they are. And I find that a lot of people, where they are, you, yep. especially when they're not comfortable with their own selves, that shows up a lot in the workplace as well. And they it make is. it really difficult for everybody to maneuver, right. especially if the person who is dealing with the lack of, um, I guess being their real selves or authenticity or uh, struggling with whatever internal, whatever the fuck they got going on is the leader of the organization. Yep, absolutely. Because we can absolutely. go back to Musty. That boy got baby soft ass feelings. Every fucking thing is, you, you know, you bought a whole orc so you could shit post freely with Nazis or whatever. But you didn't realize that people were going to fucking cook you to your face every single day on that thing. <laughs> You did making you moves like did you, you didn't think this through. You thought you were just going to come in here and be the king of all the shit. Don't nobody respect you or like you. They all know you stupid. You you <laughs> removed any doubt that all of right. your accolades were unearned. <laughs> and, I, and they know that and that's how they move. And I feel like it, and I it think, shows baby. And, soft and, 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 ass it shows, and it shows how they treat other people, because when you Correct. see someone else showing up as their full self. Then that that oh I don't oh you shouldn't do that or they're threatened by that or threatened Absolutely. by how, how smart you are or that you're doing this. They thing want you to that. play small to make them feel big. Absolutely, and so like and, I don't have time for that, and so it's like no. you know people who come who also are trying to oh let me let me help you let me you know make sure that you understand how to move forward and all these things. And I remember, you know, I think about like the saying like beware of someone a naked person offering you a shirt. You don't Amen. have it for yourself. Beloved, you, you have yourself. no clothes like, on. Stay away from I me. can see your balls. <laughs> you can't offer Are you me offering anything. me that if you don't have it yourself. Like, don't, don't, don't do me. <laughs> I mean, look, I got a person in my head right now. <laughs> One of my coworkers who like, I had to be like, no, these are, this is the boundary. I'm not doing that. 
right. don't be a team player, but what you're trying to do right? because you don't feel comfortable in doing this particular work stream because you're not comfortable in your your abilities. Give yeah. me all of your work. Like I'm not doing it. And just because I'm new doesn't mean I'm dumb. Like, I'm and that's, we're seeing the same situation at, at one of our clients where, you know, there was a period they didn't have a human resources person. And then, you know, their department took on everything and they were doing it all and doing it poorly, but they were doing it. And, um, now they want to punt everything to us. And I'm like, beloved, this is not what we were contracted for. Right. This is not so this thing, and then they want to do all these other things. I'm like, let's do. Let's you saw the, the contract that we signed. We the contract, babes. We're not doing no addendums. This is what we contracted for, and this is what we're doing. You were doing it before, not well, but you were doing it before. You can continue doing it, maybe better. And you know, good luck right. to everyone involved. What? Yeah. What information do you need from me right. <laughs> to help you do this? better i can have that conversation i love to to do that like that's <laughs> my whole thing like i'm all about solution about finding i'm big yes. on that i like to 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 make life easier for people i love to be like well here's this thing here's this app here's this this whatever to make Wait. your life easier much easier and the thing is i think that for her to your point i feel like it does come about what like with about meeting people where they are and knowing right. how to manage people and people don't know how to do that no and like for this particular and they person, don't get training people need training don't. not everybody needs to be a leader over to me because she can't get her team to do the work right and she sees my 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 little gals my right. gal fridays running <laughs> through the place doing it all doing it running it down right ask make the questions. it change shine ask me how i do it and i'll help you ask me how you stop being afraid of those 20 something black girls who give you attitude every time you right. ask them to do something as a white right. woman oh as girl, a not, white woman. not one of them <laughs> those are the most dangerous motherfuckers in the organization to be honest let me tell you how i do it Yes, this work is boring, but some of that work is just, you work for sector planning and compliance. That's boring work. You chose that work. So, but let's, there's that, the team that they're on. Mm -hmm. Let's find what I do is what, what motivates them? What do they want and see why, how that shows up in their work. Right. And name the fact that some of the stuff is not like just checking to see if someone turns something in. That is fine. That is very boring. Yes. But, you know, it does not require any kind of special skills. So just do it. This is how you yeah. get them to do it. Right. Figure it out. Show them that it's important. Draw boundaries. And that's the thing, too. There's people, you know, no shade, uh, white people, who just are uncomfortable with having difficult discussions with people who are not white. It, it, there's an overhang to the whole shit. It really is. And their insecurities come spraying out all over the place. They're not going to jump you after work, pussy. Like, don't do this. They may talk about you. And they can feel the... They will talk about you. They will talk about you. Who cares? You're the senior manager. You you make twice what they make. Let them be mad. Let them be mad. Let them talk about... But they're going to get that work done, though. Or they can find another job. They can do it and love it. But if they're not, they're not. But what can I do? I know this is boring work. Right. This particular aspect of it is boring. This project is boring. Right. What can I do to help this go better? Right. 
I'm going to take everything else off your plate. And you're going to have these two days to go check each of the things and make sure the t- pe- people had them. Right. But I'm not, you don't have to do anything else. You're going to work from home. You don't have to go into the office, work from home. Here's your second monitor. Do this compliance stuff. That's all I want you to do for this week. Right. Don't do it. And That's buy it. them Starbucks or something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, People don't, don't want understand. that much. Motivation don't got to come in massive, massive ways. It you get to not. stay home. You don't have to get on the on the metro. You don't got to get in your car. Here's your, we'll, we'll kit you out whatever it is you need so that you can do your work appropriately from wherever you're at. Right. Because I mean, it's always, it's the three buckets. It is recognition. We're, we had a meeting about how do people recognize people if, if what we pay them is fine. Because people don't leave for money unless they're not getting paid enough. Um, it's mastery uh, from Daniel Pink, mastery, autonomy, and purpose, Mm. whatever those three things are that those, that, that those folks respond to Mm -hmm. give them that. So mastery, make sure they can do it. Take the stuff off their plate, autonomy, stay home. You don't have to do it. And you don't have to do it in the way that I told you, you you don't have to use my spreadsheet. Just make sure you check each and every one. That's right follow up and then purpose and Why when the work is good to make sure that people ain't messing up right and when the work is good say so and thank you so much beautiful i appreciate you here let's right. go out lunch. you know how far that could take here, here, here it is it is a uh, seamless uh gift certificate get you some lunch on me Door you know get you a, get a you little want. uber eats action here's my chipotle app <laughs> order, order what, what you, you want, want. Right. You don't got to, you don't got to do the, you don't got to do a lot. You At really all. don't. And a lot of organizations fail to understand this and they don't understand why their, 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 uh, employees are unengaged. They're not, mm-hmm. they don't got no passion for nothing. They're not interested in none of what you're talking about. They talking shit on you on the Twitters all day long. Mm-hmm. And because people feel like they got to share everything and you know, it is it, it, nothing's getting done. Nothing's Nothing. getting done. And it is clear that they don't, don't listen to you. They've tapped they out. They, they they don't listen. They're irritated and that's making you uncomfortable. And because, you know, are you thinking that I'm new and you think that, that, that I, I'm stupid? I, what I do know is I know how to manage people. Ask me how to get your, ki- your, your kids. That's how they act. <laughs> Ask me how to get your team members, your supervisees to do the work. That they right. say is too much. It's not too much because when you you caught me on the okie doke in the hallway and I agreed to do it, and I just sat home and did it and one I did it myself. They wanted right. me. She wanted me to give it to my team to do to split mm-hmm. amongst them. Mm. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I had already opened my mouth and said, Oh sure, until I realized she was how setting many you up. I had to check off. Right. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I did it. I did it in a day. I did it in mm-hmm. a day and a half. Mm. And it wasn't constant either. And I did it in a day and a half, but now that it's coming around again, she oh, well, this is, I'm going to put this as your work stream. No, you're not. We're not doing that. I did it because you caught me off guard. Um, you get the one. Enjoy. You got the one. It's not happening We're again. not doing this again. We're right. not doing this again. And I believe, because it's what I see, it is because you don't know how to manage your folks and they don't respect you. So instead of yeah. dealing with that truth. Right. You want someone else to do it, but you want to do avoidance. They're big on avoidance. They will avoid right. some shit until the cows come home. Me. They will leave a whole situation completely unsupported and undone because their feelings are hurt. Their feelings 
to her. Baby, and we I'm don't sorry. care. I told we my boss, work. like, y'all are just going to have to work that out. I'm like, okay, but like, I'm just letting you know. My team, I'll do this, but my team is not doing that. Right. And so I just, I just want you to be prepared for that. When you go and have your check-in with her, that that is what's going, the issue is going to be. And it's right. not, we're not doing this. And also the thing too is like, you say yes one time, they assume that's the regular. No, beloved, it is not. I did you a favor because you got mm -hmm. me caught. You caught me slipping. It's not going to happen again though. It is not. Because like, you're not responsive. You're not whatever. You're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to have me out here doing your job and mine. It ain't, I'm not getting paid for your work, babes. Absolutely not. And I'm like, we're not switching. We're not flip-flopping work streams. We're not doing it. Mm -mm. I'm nope. giving you the heads up. It's not going to come around again, but you want to put it in some uh, uh, Google doc and mm -hmm. put all that work under my team's name. Nope. No, it won't. Nope, I'm giving delete. you the heads up. Don't get take yourself by surprise because it's not due. The work doesn't is not done until like October. I don't want to get get you caught underwears. You better get your team's mind right. Right, like I'm not gonna have you out here getting caught lacking. I'm gonna tell you up front, this is not going to be done. That's right. We're so. eight months away. They right. got time to warm up to it. <laughs> tighten up. You got time to tighten up, but this ain't my work. Because people love to pass the buck on some shit. And it's fun, it's funny to me because it's like, well, what did you do before? Were you unable to do the work before? Do what you were doing before. <laughs> Whatever was, was you were like, doing. And that was my thing. It's like, this was your work stream before I came. The person who had my job before me, you all sat down and said, okay, this is what's going to this. And, and so in the for the past two or three years, you've been doing it in this way. Mm -hmm. Why now? Suddenly suddenly because you think it's just too much for your for your team shenanigans because what happened you let one person shenan once they will shenan again they will <laughs> they will shenan again <laughs> ain't gonna happen i'm just giving them a heads up we just hired a new chief of staff so i'm gonna just give her the heads up since my my supervisor is not trying to mediate this situation uh -huh. i'm letting her know so you two could just work that out Okay, we will. Mm -hmm. Somebody's yeah. going to be sad. Somebody's <laughs> not going to get what they want here. And it's not going to be me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Okay. So like, let me see. Do I have another question? Because we, we've gone work and middle age. Um, what are you looking forward to this year? It's a new year everything's been terrible for all of these years. Like I, I don't even remember anything after like, I don't remember 2019. I remember 2018 cause I was in amazing shape, but I don't remember anything else. It's a blur 2018. Cause when I see pictures, like you know, 2023, it's all a blur. <laughs> it's all been a blur. Like 2020 was like the, I feel like that was a brain wipe, you know, like the men in black dudes came and they just went and just took the, took your whole memory. Cause yeah. it was, it was traumatic. So that's what happens. But right. like, I turn around, like, I like, like looking at my kids, I feel like for the next year, I just want to be present in their lives mm -hmm. and seeing what's next for them. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm excited to what unfolds uh, because they're both in transition. Mm -hmm. I think um, for me, I'm, I'm starting to, uh, uh, in 2003, I'm going to be 2000 or 2020. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to, start to reap the benefits and being able to see the impact that I have on my current organization. And then mm -hmm. seeing, um, 
some sprouts mm-hmm. um, of things that I am planting and cultivating for my own um, company this year. So I'm trying to see, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of the world and being in contact yeah. Big with same. friends and, and like people and, who in other places and like and black doing more travel in other places. I mean, black my people in other places doing mm-hmm. in her, you know, she, unfortunately she, at the height of the pandemic, she turned 50 and she wasn't able to do as much traveling, but she has been doing more traveling, mm. but she's like, I wish we should go together. And I would love to go places with my sister, but she always wants to go to Europe, someplace in Europe. Can we go to a black place? Like, can we go, <laughs> let's go, let's go, to, go to Cartagena. Can we do that? I'll do that. Right. Um, I mean, I know you don't want, you you feel it's basic to go to the West Indies, but like there's so much of it to see. So like much. If, you don't have to go to the same four islands. There's so much of it to see. Like Let's I haven't see seen Western I haven't even scraped I haven't even scraped the fucking oh, what, Jamaica and Barbados. Oh, and and, and I uh, want to see other black and brown people. Yeah. In black and brown spaces. Yeah. That's community. what I want. Or like places that are not access. black yeah, places that are brown with black folks living in it. That yes. I'm interested in that. I, I like the husband and I are trying to go to Bali this year. And, yes. And we've been following like black and Bali and all those like types of things. Mm-hmm. And it's like this looks like a little slice of heaven with a whole bunch of black people in it. And I'm yep. into that. I'm I would like to do that. this coming. I, I, I missed it. Uh, but this coming year, that is that is uh, I think South Asia, like I, mm. those kinds of places I want to go. And mm. like, I, I feel like the planning of it, because I'm a, I'm a planner, mm-hmm. um, which I can't believe I actually said I'm out of mouth, but maybe that's a <laughs> older, but I'm a planner, but it just got so overwhelming because I have all these other larger plans, but right. like things like, like black and Bali or like, uh, Lux tribes where they yeah. like people to, what they do the planning. Mm-hmm. Here's what it costs. I'll give the people the money. Where's my flight? Tell me where I'm flying to. Tell me what the activities what are. What paperwork I need to fill out? Do like, I need to get need shots? To like what do I need to avoid? Like what kind of tours am I trying to be on? And my whole thing too is listen, I am 48 and I'm wildly out of shape. I'm not going to be doing no adventure travel, beloveds. I'm not staying in the middle of a jungle in a treehouse. I'm not. Where is the air conditioning and a respite from the mosquitoes? That's I'm not, I'm not doing these walking tours either. Nope, babe. No, I want to go in the nice back thing. of put me on learn. a nice, comfortable little riding thing, and we could hop out, take pictures, places, and got our butts back onto the thing that is air conditioned and drives us to places. Correct. That is my brand. I yep. am not a young woman. I'm not climbing nothing. I'm not sliding down no rocky hills. I'm not. I'm not going to be the guy. Yeah, I'm not going to be the guy who's wearing the flip flops and shorts sliding down a rock. Not me, babes. Not me. I am uninterested in that. It is not my brand. I want luxury. I want comfort. I want experiences. I want food. I want good drinks. I want good company. I want safety, obviously. But also, I want to see how we live, how brown folk live, where they at. You know, mm-hmm. like a little bit off the beaten path, but I'm not trying to be in no unfamiliar hoods where my ass is looking like food. I don't want that for myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that is exactly <laughs> what I want for my 2023. <laughs> you have <laughs> described it to what That's exactly what I would like. Yes. And that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yes, same. Because I I realized that I am not built for roughing it. 
I'm at exactly. all. I'm gonna I'm I'm do some things with 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 my with my offspring because I always feel bad. Like I'm planning this, but like I'm not. But listen, I'm 50 just doing this. When I get 50, they can do it themselves, or hopefully they they they, they can do, do it, it before that. For themselves. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna take them to the beach. I'm gonna do a little something. But like these trips that I'm planning, these these excursions that I'm doing, yes. If you can save up your little coins, get a little job, and and come on, then come on. But I, I'm not gonna. I'm not, not paying for you and me. I can't pay. I, I, right. Your three thousand and then his three thousand. I can't. I can't. That's do all expensive, that. beloved. And also, mm-hmm. I realized too, like my flying needs. We're not doing coach no more. Sorry, can't do it. I can't do it. Is that something that the, one I, of the podcasts said? I cannot do it. <laughs> it's off. Luxury. I'm off that. I need comfort. Period. Comfort. From the time I get on the plane to the time I get off the plane to the time I get my connecting thing that's going to take me to the to the comfortable hotel I'm going to be at cuz no that's what it is like if you're if you're able to go then go where you'll be comfortable and go where you're not going to be all uh, 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 and right play, I'm and not roughing you can enjoy it yourself once you deplane correct i need like unlimited cocktails because traveling is an ordeal now mm-hmm. i remember when i, I was younger i don't know if i'm going to see that this year I don't know if I'm gonna see that this year. I want all the other things, but I'll be appropriate. I'm gonna have appropriate. I'm budgeting for it, bro. I'm budgeting for all year. of it. It's in the budget. It is always. I'm budgeting it, for that. That's my goal for fifty-one. Fifty-one is always <laughs> on first class. Maybe one right. trip. I'm gonna do first class. That you know, that might not be to Bali. So like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So those prices. Are I'm gonna get. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. A, I'm gonna do a first class this year. But like, for my big trip, I'm gonna take what I can. It may not you. be in the budget. They will see. I mean, I my trick is always to buy the regular. Like I, I like to fly Delta for this reason. Buy the regular ticket and then upgrade that shit later. You might not have the coins up front. Later on, you might. So slide right. through and, and upgrade that, that ticket. That is true upgrade your life this sounds like a wonderful place to end it where can the people find you what are you working on oh child what i am working <laughs> on besides uh <laughs> besides getting um all of the lea leaders angsty and um uh nervous about like the coming school year I like because it. they're gonna have to do the thing um i can be found um at michelle sometimes mm-hmm. on ig mm-hmm. also gray matter education um on ig as well but I am working on merging those two things because if I'm showing up as my full self, all of those things, you know, as so I we're trying to work on um, launching my website, I'm working with um, uh, uh, someone who's helping with my website and, and marketing uh, for a marketing strategy. So mm-hmm. I am one person, not a split personality. I love it. So for right now, I can be found at Michelle sometimes on IG and also at great a matter education on um ig um but soon there'll be a merging of both of them i love it uh, but at Mich- michelle sometimes is everything is the, also the twitter and um miss michelle gray on twitter as well um but yeah we're trying to merge all the things together and so i'm it. launching on sh- 
um, I don't say digitally showing up as my, that sounds dirty, <laughs> but on the internet also showing up as my full self by merging um, my uh, dual profiles and making them into one. So my, my, I, I, I believe that it'll be just the Mich at Michelle sometimes mm -hmm. um, on social media. And that's where nice. I'm at. All right. Well, this was a good time as it always. Was. Was. <laughs> and yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for letting me talk and be here. Of course. Of course. <laughs> anytime. And that was my chat with the fabulous Michelle sometimes. I hope you guys enjoyed it because you know I did. So now let's get in to these key takeaways. My key takeaway for this week is everyone in your community ain't in community with you. So at the beginning of the month, um, a black man was stopped by the police. Um, his name was Tyree Nichols. Um, he was stopped by five cops because you need five cops for one person, you know. Um, and, you know, I, you know, black man, you know what it is. Um, every interaction with the cops is always fraught, even if you come out of it alive. Um, well, he interacted with these cops and ended up dead. And the cops were summarily fired and arrested. Um, they let the family see the body cam footage. They skipped past the excuse making and victim blaming. The feds are already involved. The dudes who murdered him were charged with like kidnapping, like, like, um, um, like, like misuse of power um, second degree murder. Um, they charged these cats with everything they could fucking charge these cats with. And, um, they still ain't however say how man's ended up going from being stopped by the cops for the tra traffic stop. Then the cops m gave the story about he, after this interaction, that's what they've been calling it, an interaction. Uh, he's, he was complaining of shortness of breath. And then he ended up dying three days later in the hospital with his body completely fucking mangled. Like, crushed to shit, bro. Um, what's different in the way that the state is moving in this case? Everybody black. Everybody. The cops is black. Cat they killed is black. They got rid of some firefighters. I don't know if they were black, but the main characters in this story, everybody's black. And I'm, nobody's ambiguous neither. Everybody black. You can see, you could, you look at the pictures of these motherfucking cops and they look like niggas that you would see at the barbershop, at the barbecue, at the family reunion. They look like niggas that you know. And they mangled this man. I mean, the pictures that they show you of him in the hospital is just... And apparently the vi the video, the footage of what they did to him is so bad that they're just kind of like, gird your loins and try not to burn down everything the way you should, which, whoa, whoa. But that takes you to the whole like, 
these niggas is black. They black. You know what I'm saying? So like, so much for the whole. Well, you know, if we diversify the the force, no, babes, it's rotten from the rooter to the tutor. It is fucking rotten. Should be dismantled, and all their money for toys should be taken away. And that's just the fact. Sometimes the 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 boot of the state is attached to a black foot, and you know, again, everybody who you think you is in your community is not necessarily in community with you. But what kind of what kind of sickness do you have to have in yourself where you as a black person who's raised black in a southern state would utilize probably 10 times the force on another black person because you're trying to make your bones? Apparently they some kind of uh probably a crew within the crew, you know what I'm saying? Cuz you know they be having gangs in there the scorpion crew or whatever. Um, But you use the position that you're in to terrorize people who look just like you and traumatize families just like yours. And you're going to go to the bing. You're going to the bing for show, for show. Because you're not white. You're going to the bing. Y'all are in the bing. They are in the bing right now. Let me tell you something. This was five fucking cops that was white in the same fucking scenario. Nobody's in the bing. Nobody's getting got. Nobody's getting anything. The chief of police is black. Like every, yo, this is sick. I I am sickened. I am sickened by it. Like, I don't know what has to have happened to you that you <laughs> would become the monster at the gate for the gatekeepers. It's just, it's disgusting. It's, I'm disgusted. I hope they get everything that they deserve and then some. I hope they don't have them all fenced off by themselves. I want them to be in gen pop with the regular niggas. Um, yeah, I won't be watching the video. I don't watch those things anymore. I did, however, watch a video of Tyree skateboarding, which is a thing that he loved and was good at. Um, I just don't know what else is left to say to be honest any hooser speaking of people who are in your community who ain't in your community this cat fucking george santos or anthony devalder or whatever that fucking scamming ass nigga's name is he got aired out last week for being a drag queen in rio back in the not so distant past um of course because he don't tell the truth about nothing and ain't had the truth in him to tell um he said nah that's not true first of all it was a picture and it wasn't nothing for famo back in brazil to drop some video footage of the fact because you can't deny that mug sis um and he didn't look like he could turn a party either um this dude was in community with these people he was in their spaces, in their communities, in their safe spaces, the places where they go to find joy and be themselves. And then, because the price was right, this motherfucker is sitting up in Congress because the price was right and the money was not funny. And he has cast his lot and spent his time skinning and grinning for the very worst of white folks. 
he he's cast his lot with people who don't see him or anybody like him or the people he was in community with as human. As a matter of fact, they've painted these folks as groomers and child molesters. Meanwhile, every accusation is a truth about themselves. The place is packed with monsters, okay? This nigga even fixed his mouth to say that trans folks should join the GOP. Can you imagine when they've created unsafe conditions for trans people, for gay people, for like, like, you for real? Like, you for real, for real? I hope they follow the money and it all comes tumbling out and they get this motherfucker out of here because he deserves to go back to obscurity. He doesn't deserve anything good. And I just, it's all so gross and so cynical and so demonic, you know, that you who know people intimately and you know that these people just want to live unbothered just like you wanted to when you got your drags and you put your shit on and you got on the stage with the girls. You did that with them to turn around and betray them. Ain't no spot in hell hot enough. Anyway, ending on a happy note as usual. (laughs) That's it for this week. It's mostly Max. And as always, uh, Keep washing your hands. Keep wearing your masks because uh, they have fed y'all the okie doke about COVID, son. Let me tell you how we know it's not over. And the way you know that shit is real, just pay attention to how the rich niggas was moving when they was in Davos. Doing rich nigga gland handing and instead of being on the text sounding stupid, they were in rooms sounding stupid and ghoulish. Honey, they had all the mitigation. Mitigation for them Best of luck to you. And that's when you need to start asking questions. What do they know that you don't? And how have you gotten yourself so comfortable after three years of this shit to rock yourself to sleep? Anyway, keep washing your hands, though. Keep spraying your goddamn packages because I'm still spraying mine. I don't give a fuck. Um, Get the good mask, not the bullshit. And wash your hands. Get your Purell up. Um... Stop hearing about monkeypox. That don't mean it's done. So do what you got to do. And as always, take care of yourselves and take care of others. And I'll see you next week. (laughs) 